Hello! Welcome to the latest episode of Nerd Out. I'm Sandro, just quickly popping in before the episode kicks off. Uh, I guess it's a bit of a disclaimer? First of all, I'll start off with saying, uh, the last episode I very quickly mentioned a live show, and a few, a few of you wonderful listeners have, uh, liked the idea. Thought it could be a fun thing that you might come along. Um, that's great. I, I don't, I can't say anything really about it, because we don't no, but um, in 2018, yeah, we definitely want to do a live show. Uh, it's a bit hard at the moment, only because we've all got, mainly Rob, a lot of projects happening, uh, particularly in the first half of the year, but if something comes up, I mean, obviously, you'd be the first to know because it's the podcast, it's the live podcast, um, but we're definitely hoping to do something in Melbourne uh, pretty soon, so stay tuned for that, I guess. Um, let's see, what else? There's some audio things with this episode, mainly just, uh, in the studio, we've only got three mics, and because we've got a special guest in this episode, there are four people, um, so, uh, you will notice who is sharing a mic, and every now and then they, they could sound a little bit in the background, when, uh, either Jen or I are talking, I've tried to iron that out as I go through the episode, but, um, it might still be there, just a little warning, just something that, uh, we will definitely work on next time we get a guest. Speaking of guests, it is Romarin. Um, she's a musician from Melbourne, one of my favourite, uh, vocalists working at the moment. Um, she's also a part of a fantastic duo, electronic kind of experimental duo called Cult Kiss. I'd really recommend checking them out and checking out all of Romarin's um, kind of solo feature work as well, which has been putting out this year, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to include all the links in the description. Uh, you can check it out there. Links to socials and musics and everything. It's all going to be down there. You can check it out. Uh, and I do recommend doing so. You'll be doing yourself a favour. Um, uh, yeah, and this is, was the first ever podcast episode. Did a fantastic job reviewing Jumanji in this in this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think I think that's it. Here it is, episode twenty-one, Nerd Out, featuring Ramarin uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Just just gonna let the theme tune kick it off. <laughs> Dr. Smolder Bravestone from the new movie Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. It's easy to be a hero when you have lives to spare. It's a lot harder when you have just one. Well, we only have one life to live, one nerdy life, and we're living it to the fullest. Welcome to Nerd Out. I am Rob Lloyd, and as always... We welcome into the studio after hours and hours of being young and hip on the Triple J, being the voice of the people, we have Sandro Felcher. How are you doing, mate? What an introduction. Thank you, Rob. I'm good. Are you well? Are you hip? Are you in touch with the now generation? Um, sure. Excellent. That's... I guess so. Did any of your music choices this week bring anyone to sexual satisfaction? Not to this week. Damn it. That was only last week, Rob. And again, only last week. It was only last week. Well, let's try and make it a regular thing, all right? Okay? Papa needs a house. We oh also have in the studio, she is sick, she is snotty. And young. She is, Please introduce me as young. She is also incredibly so young, young and intelligent. We have Jen Spears. How are you doing? Well, I'm sick, as you said. I'm good. Um, nah, I'm all right. I'm just still a bit throaty. 
Oh. But I'll do my best not to cough directly into the microphone. Did you bring any butter menthols like you did last time? No, I didn't. I'd had another packet and I forgot. I oh. forgot everything today, so uh, hopefully I don't forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be good because, okay. you know, the worst thing about a podcast is when someone forgets what the hell they want to talk about and just dead air. Yes. I'm going to cough now. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a very, very <coughs> special episode this week. We've got our first special guest star in the studio. We've had a couple mm. of guest stars along the way. One of those Yay. guest stars has now become a regular. What's up? Uh, <laughs> but we're very uh, well. We are very excited to welcome into the studio from Cold Kiss. We have Ramaran right here. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. It is Woo. an absolute pleasure. Now you've had drama this morning. I have. I nearly didn't. Well, I'm really glad I made it. But yeah, no, my my cat went missing. Cats do that. Missing cat. Mm. Yeah, disappeared. Cats love to have a mind of their own and go all independent. Oh, I know. And anyone listening to this who knows my cat Sprocket will laugh because I feel like every few months there's some new saga or drama <laughs> with the cat. You know, like escaping or something happening, and Sprocket yeah. is the Kim Kardashian of cats. In he Melbourne. really is to the point where he's such a daredevil that he's already lost one leg. I was going to say, is that one of the dramas? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the dramas. That was with his previous owners. He's like spanned. He's had a long life spanning much, you know, excitement and drama by the sound of it. But um, you know, that was previous owners. But we've had our fair share of thrilling cat drama as well. Well, <laughs> we are glad you can make it. Sprocket is safe. At home. He's safe. He's fine, everyone. Cats do that <laughs> thing, though, when you, like, panicked for hours trying to find them, and then you find them, and they're, like, oh, at yeah. home or under the house, something, and they're, like, what? <laughs> I was just sleeping, and now I'm hungry. I don't, so. th- I don't think they're that oblivious that they're going, oh... I think oh, were you, he knew. Were you oh, yeah. He's one I of think those. he knew. Yeah. <laughs> he, I was literally that exact that happened. Like I was next door. I had broken into the like warehouse property next door and <laughs> climbed over through the barbed wire fence. I had a packet of cat biscuits in one hand and was like calling him hysterically. And then I heard like a meow, and I turned around and his head was peeping over the wall of our place. And I was just like, "You've got to be kidding me, mate! You stand <laughs> right there. I'm coming." Sprocket <laughs> was in prime view, with, like just, in the dress. Circle, Checking me out, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but he's fine. He's so, fine. So um, you've been brought onto Nerd Out. So we're going to run through uh, your nerd credentials. What 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 type of nerdy things do you are you passionate about that you adore that you consume <sighs> to be here? Within the uh, the nerd out studio. Do you mean, just, do you mean in general, like yeah, across in my? Gen- you can be obsessed by anything um, and be a nerdy obsession. Yeah, I'm pretty. I suppose I'm pretty nerdy. I <laughs> uh, I play. I grew up playing a pretty nerdy instrument. Um, I'm a classical musician originally. Yeah. What's yeah, your nerdy instrument? I uh, like. Do you want to try and guess? It's a fun game. I'd say right. lute. That's a really good That's guess. Good. But no one. one's ever said no. No. Oh. I was gonna go. S- string instrument like a no, viola or that something that would be cool that's too cool no okay. um, no I'm a, I'm a bassoon player oh, oh wow bombshell wow. I know I nice. know so that's pretty nerdy I suppose could, classical music nerd so that means when day. you if you ever do a version of Peter and the Wolf you could play the grandfather I was could. he the bassoon was he the bassoon I, I don't know wow. I don't know that is but um, <laughs> yeah and I don't know I love I love fantasy and sci-fi and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah. I re- re- remember the first time we met 
our first big discussion was about Stranger Things too. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I kind of read a lot of and watch and consume a lot of fantasy slash sci-fi oriented things. That's well, quite influenced segue. by that with my. Well, what a music. wonderful segue that you can just mention the word consuming because we're going to go to the age-old question that's been passed down from generations. It began in the caves back when Cro-Magnon man and woman would consume many stories of mammoth hunting. I love when Rob's hosting. <laughs> oh, it just brings me joy. The caveman, every time. I love it. From the caveman, passed <laughs> down to French Revolution era and now making its way to here, we will ask each of us, but we will start first with our special guest because mm. they have dibs, as it were. Ramaran, what have you been consuming lately? What have I been consuming? Well... The TV show that I watched lately that I really liked, which isn't really fantasy or sci-fi, That's cool. is uh, Godless. Oh! Yeah, we, we've, been talking, yeah. we've been talking a little bit about Godless, yeah. which is the lead actress does look like Jen. Yeah! <laughs> yes. When I have makeup on. When you have your hit on, yes. When I got my, yeah. So tell us and about Godless. What's it about? Uh, set in the Wild West. Love it. Uh, yeah, I think it's in the late 1800s, mm-hmm. mm. um, and it's, it's just... It's set in a small town, basically, which is populated by women and children because uh, it's a mining town and I think, you know, about a year prior to the story commencing, all of the men went off to work one day down into the mine and there was an accident and none of them came back. So that's kind of like the foundation for the story. So it's these women in this remote town um, and then there's all of this drama and excitement and adventure that unfolds. So, yeah, I just really liked it because... I was quite disappointed with Westworld, with the where oh. it, where it ended up going. I, I thought it just became really like cliched and kind of cheesy and, and played mm. out. Um, it started. I thought it started with heaps of promise mm-hmm. and then just I don't know flaked out to be a bit cheesy. So focus I really liked. And focus on the murder. And I don't know, and you know, ooh, and no he's spoilers. the bad no guy. Spoilers. Yeah, I'll just. I won't, no spoilers, but you know, <laughs> it's right. like oh, and he's the bad guy after mm-hmm. all, and yeah. uh, and yeah. um, you know. Uh, yeah, I just was. It started in such an amazing way, and it blew my mind. And I was so excited for like the first half of it, and then yeah, and the fact as well that there's going to be a second season too. I'm kind of like, where can you take this? Um, whereas Godless is just like seven episodes. And it's just that's one it. season. It's just isn't it? one. Yeah, okay, yeah instead of making a movie, they decided like they obviously cool. turned it into a TV series. So you get like all this detail that you wouldn't otherwise. And so it, revol- it resolves. And it it's- resolves. It's got it all. It's got love, revenge, death. The West. The West. Mm-hmm. Lots Western of horses. Man. It really made me get more into horses. I was yeah, like, cool. wow, horses. Horse. I never got horses until now. <laughs> 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 I'm never quite sure what uh, they that's were. Good. It's know? Netflix as well, isn't it? Yeah, so, so the budget would be pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I was very happy. So, yes, yeah, so that's that amazing. There, that's probably the thing that's left its mark on me most lately. Is there a cemetery in the town called Boot Hill? Because every Western town has to have a cemetery <laughs> called Boot Hill, and Maybe. there has to be some sort of saloon, of course. Yeah. There's there's a saloon. With there's you know women doors. in shootouts, awesome. and there's yeah there's awesome. lots of, there's lots of graves. You know there's all of that. <laughs> there's rattlesnakes. There's everything. Great. Yeah. So I loved it. That's Godless. Awesome. I've been really good. yeah. I've been I've been orbiting around the uh, the idea of watching it. So mm. you've. you've uh, I didn't realise it was only seven episodes and one off, so that's going to bump it up my list a bit. Yeah, mm, yeah. I did read mm. somewhere that it was only a one-off season, and for the era now of sort of like franchises and mm. wanting to expand things to the point of you know nothing original, to mm. have just a show that is seven episodes and self-contained is 
fascinating and I'd love to see it so yeah because I was surprised when that Stranger Things did like have a second season yeah. Yeah. and now is going on to a third yeah third it? I think they're hoping yeah. to do five cool which is pretty good, except I, I think I would have been happier if it was just one. Yeah, yeah. me too. That's what I originally thought. But yeah. Then came back and I, went, I know, and it was good. Yeah, but yeah. I just think it's there's something so restrained mm. and, I don't know, I just think it's really cool just to have the restraint to just do one yeah. really perfect yeah, yeah. season. So. Like Firefly. Like oh, yeah, I need to watch that. Except I've heard that about wasn't that. planned. Yeah, or, um, yeah it got cancelled. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. a Western, it's basically a Western set in space. So if you like Space Western, Space mm. Cowboys. Space yeah, okay. Cowboys. You have to remind I have to write awesome. that down. That's like District 9 as well. I don't want District 9 to be a sequel. Oh, yeah, the movie, yeah. By Neil Blumkin. <laughs> oh, so good. Neil Blumkin. <laughs> Now, um, uh, so let's move on. So, uh, uh, <laughs> because Jen's freaking out, I'll go to Sandra. Sandra, All right. what have you been consuming lately? Speaking of self-contained things on Netflix, I've been watching season four of Black Mirror, ah. which is a, an anthology no series. So I've every episode says no spoilers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I still haven't. I still haven't seen. Any I won't Black go into Mirror spoilers. Um, so yeah, well, every episode is its own cast, its own story, super standalone. It's all about what, like, the future of technology. Mm. Like, where could it go? So it starts off with like a Star Trek episode. It's like a, it's like a Star Trek episode about like sexual abuse and yes. toxic masculinity yeah, and yeah. misogyny and stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's really, really good. Really well acted. Um, I've only seen the first three episodes so far. I will say every episode has left a, a like a much more of a mark on me than season three. Right. I thought that three was really good, but it was very kind of surface level they didn't really delve too much into the ideas well season 3 was their first season on Netflix it was yeah, yeah first two and, seasons and it was quite Americanized as yes. well with all American actors and stuff because originally it was British it oh, is it's created yeah. by Charlie Brooker yeah. can you get all the seasons on Netflix now I'm pretty sure you can I think, so, yeah. I think so. you might not be able to get the Christmas special with John oh. Hamm but aside from that they're all there Yeah, it's really big I won't rate it yet because I haven't is it finished the season but it's really scary? good scary like, there's um, this one thing that's coming up on my Facebook feed of, like, a teddy bear, and it's like, hold it down. It's like, haven't seen that episode like, yet. I don't really like scary. Haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, there, there are some horror focused okay. um, episodes. There was one in season two about virtual reality. Yeah. Um, a virtual reality haunted house, which no. was quite. No, no. Yeah, that one was quite scary. I guess they are standard. I, I can some, choose what I want to watch. And... The first episode's incredibly scary, uh, which is about terrorists using social media to like affect what the government's doing and yeah. stuff. And it, it's kind of funny, but it's also it's very disturbing. Yeah, is it one of those episode. things where you see and they're going, "This is pretty far fetched," but like 1984, it could kind of like, mm. uh, yeah, it could happen. That's what Brick, Brooker's yeah. incredible at. Yeah, okay. To keep that balance. He's so. not going too far out of the yeah. what could happen. Yeah. Well, there are some episodes that are very out there, and then there are some that are really close to home. Um, and they're all really good. There's no bad episode, which is what I really like about wow. Black Mirror. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And there's some that are sad. There are some that are quite lovely. There are some that are terrifying. Mm. So, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I've been watching that and c- catching up on the DC TV universe, which I finally saw the crossover for. Oh, you finally because saw Because I've been behind on it for so long. And it was really good. Is it good? So good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. And I... I thought that Invasion last year was really good, but this, I think, trumps it completely. I think I, 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 I liked Invasion because, for me, it was the landmark of when Arrow finally got good again after three <laughs> years of being not good. Yeah, you've been, you've been, you've um, been sticking to Arrow. I still but, haven't consumed any of it. Yeah, uh, no, it's really good. I'm looking forward to seeing the mid-season finales have them tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward yeah. to it. And Supergirl good. is still the best one. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I need so to get back in the Supergirls. I'm still just a, a Flash man. Yeah. Flash man. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to come out that way. Well, I was a flash man, everyone. I'm a flash man. Um, so, that's awesome. Are you ready I'm now? ready. I was You're ready. I just had up. to open my notes. Yeah. Okay, so, Jen, what have you been consuming in the late variety? In the late variety? Lately variety. Oh, right. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, just go with it, It's okay? been a pretty, like, not overly... I've just been doing a lot of sleeping. Because okay, I'm cool. Sick. Thanks yeah. very much. What, what, I've, been <laughs> I've been consuming a lot of dreams. <laughs> oh, let's get into that. Um, New Year's Day, I went and saw Pitch Perfect 3. Oh, um, it was terrible, and I <laughs> so fucking bad. loved it. It was oh, just... Really? Because it was so bad. I loved it because it was so oh, bad. that's good. When because things are so bad that you can actually enjoy it. The first it film was, like, pretty low budget, set in the, yeah. the college. Like, it was... Set in that little world. Of a first one's good. Second one, they moved that up a level to go to worlds or whatever it is that they're doing. And so it gets to this one. You're like, how much further can you go? And yeah. they just go. They've gone to the the point of ridiculous. Like, okay. They're on an army base. Like, um, are they in space? Competing. That'll be next. Competing. Oh, that, competing with, with other bands that play instruments, including Ruby Rose, who's stunning. Really? Um, is Ruby Rose in it? Yeah, she's in one of the other <sighs> nice. bands. Cool. I don't like her, but I would like to be her or be with her because she is so. <laughs> Hot in oh my god, and she can sing. Anyway, um, I want her haircut and her outfits. Mm. Um, what about Haley Steinfeld? Don't I know like you her. Don't like her. Was she like good in this? this? She wasn't no. in it as much, and she wasn't the main story. That's probably good like thing. the last okay. one. She was like it was all about her <laughs> writing original songs. Um, is and she then, only in this one, or was she in the second one? She was in, in the second, second one. one. Okay. And then there's, it ends up there's a scene where they're on a boat and like um, I'm on a boat. Fat Amy slash Fat Patricia is, like, beating up people and then blows up the boat. It's very James Bond. And I was like, what is... While they're doing an acapella version of Toxic by Britney Spears, it's just... I was sitting there. We saw it in Gold Class. A friend of mine gets a cheap Gold Class ticket. So we're sitting there in these recliners with, like, a freaking like, like uh, chocolate pudding or whatever. And I'm just like, this is awesome. So it was bad. See it if you... It, it's, like, so high production now that it's lost a bit of its, like, charm. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. Um, I went and saw Run the Jewels on Thursday night. Hey, I did yeah. a sideshow. Um, basically, really quickly, they were awesome. Festival Hall has awful sound, but going in there makes me it's remember, true. like, the first gig I went to there, which is, like, a heavy metal gig back in 20-something. Um, it hasn't changed, and you just, like, go back, back in time when you go there because it's rank. Um, but I've been watching um, a new documentary on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. It I probably keeps that. coming up on all of your like suggested ones because it's new. I want to see that. Um, it's really interesting. Like My partner's been like, let's watch this, let's watch this. And I'm like, oh, I don't, it looks boring. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but you can put it on just like so, the background? Uh, without asking me. Um, the first episode's about Star Wars toys and how they... Um, Four months before the opening of Star Wars, didn't have a company that would re- that would make their toys, mm-hmm. and this like tiny up and coming little toy company said yes, and they got this really good deal out of it, which they ended up having to renegotiate because George Lucas realised that he was getting ripped off um, <laughs> after the success that they didn't expect. Um, My favourite thing about the Star Wars toys is that they the demand was so high, that, yeah. and they didn't have the toys ready that. They, for, for the Christmas of 78, they put out, you could buy, buy the box. a box that was yeah. empty. With a certificate. And it was a certificate saying, you will get these toys oh when they in come out. In the next out. four months. Yeah. So kids would get for Christmas just a box <laughs> with an empty spaces for well. each of the heroes that you would get in the next four months. Yep. That's great. Wow. Made, and it worked. It yeah, worked. it worked. And, and then they just couldn't keep up with demand. And then they were like, they made so many toys in, in advance for the prequels that when the prequels came out, they went, oh, shit. Yeah, very good, and people didn't want to buy 
the thousands of Jar Jar toys. And did they, yeah, they had... <laughs> the and guy they... that actually designed the Jar Jar toys was the interview and he's like, yep, I can safely say that I uh, designed at least five different Jar Jar toys. I <laughs> can say that. And he's just like, whatever. Um, and these people that they interview, the people that either work for the toy companies or collect the toys are just hilarious. Like, they're just like... <laughs> The way that they talk, they just obviously love toys. Um, they're massive nerds, and I love it. Um, but the one guy that designed, um, did the original prototypes to show George Lucas, he, he made the little Jawa, and he didn't have the right material to make its, like, little um, cloak. And he's like, and I looked around, and I looked around, and I looked down at my shoe and my foot, and I saw that I was wearing a brown sock. So he picks his sock up, and he cuts it off, and he, like, wraps it in, and he goes... So everyone for four hours just was holding a toy with my smelly sock, and he's just like so chuffed by it and finds it hilarious still, like however many years later. Um, and it's re- yeah, it's a really really good documentary. The way that it's done is quite um, comic. Yeah. Um, so the Star Wars one got me into it, and then the second episode was Barbie. Um, okay. The idea that would be fascinating. Barbie's history and that she was like the the idea for her came from a German doll, which is a representation of a comic that's about a call girl. So she's like modelled off of a of a, a cool girl, which is awesome. Um, they interview this one woman who's uh, I think she did her PhD on Barbie and like feminism and that sort of thing in children's t- in girls children's toys, and she's brutal and it's hilarious. Um, and then the third episode was He Man. Yeah, I thought of you, Rob, because I know you love He Man. I had no idea that it was a toy first. Yeah. So it was a toy, and then it was a comic, and then it was a TV show. Yeah. Because they made the toys. And then everyone was like, how are we going to sell them? Star Wars is doing so well because the kids can see the film and mm. see their toy in, you know, in real life. So they're like, uh, they can read about him in this comic book, like pulling him out of their ass and then creating it. And then being like, the kids that are buying these toys are like five. They can't read. So he's like, guess they'll have to watch the two one-hour specials. And <laughs> so they make this show and it's just like this, you know, jug- this huge thing that came out of it. Um and, like, most of the time we're going, I had that toy and I had that toy. Oh, fuck yeah, I had that toy. <laughs> so it's almost like it's also got that nostalgia side of it as well. That's um, cool. But I don't know what the next episode is. Um, but, yeah, you can, like, flick through and just watch the ones that you're interested in. Yeah. But, like, even, like, I didn't think the Barbie one would be overly interesting, but I found it really fascinating. No, definitely. That'd be... The, like, drama that goes along with making toys. Oh, God, yeah. So, Ramaran, um, uh, is there any sort of, like, when you were growing up, any sort of, like, toy... Franchise or anything that you got really into and collected a well, lot. No, it of. wasn't horses. Yeah, no, <laughs> it wasn't horses. My Little Ponies. Um, no, it wasn't. Let me think. Like, just talking, you know, you describing everything. Like, the thing that the toys that probably are the most nostalgic for me that, like, mark my childhood would be Tamagotchis and Furbies. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, just on, because yeah. I was, like, always the kid that you know, got the, wasn't allowed the Furby or wasn't allowed the Tamagotchi (laughs) and all the, like, you know, cool kids that were spoiled, they would get given it first and you'd have to wait for ages and then eventually (laughs) your parents would find you some weird knockoff. Oh, yeah. And I, so I had a Gigapet, it's called. I had a Gigapet, which I loved, and I loved it so much that recently I actually tried to to see if I could find one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, there are some vintage ones online. And I ended up buying a Tamagotchi instead, which is in its original um, packaging. It's from, like, 1997. So I'm just holding on to it now. It's, like, the one toy (laughs) thing that I, you know... So you've kept it in its case? Yeah, I've got it in its packaging. I really wanted to open it, but then it came in its cool Japanese packaging. Oh, yeah. Um, and, And Jack... 
um, my partner was just like, you can't open that. You're like, but I want to <laughs> I know, it. it was so funny. It's like the Seinfeld episode where Jerry dates this girl with all these, like, vintage toys. Have you seen that? And they, like... I think I saw... Yeah, yeah. and they... they um, make her drink all this wine and eat all this turkey Turkey, so she falls asleep and, and so they, they can play with and open with and play with all the toys so it was kind of like it reminded me of that but yeah that's what I remember and yeah. I, I don't think I never had a Furby but was deeply jealous of all the kids that did oh. and my sister wanted one so badly it's really cute she saved up all these coupons in like cereal it was like <laughs> Kellogg's had a um Competition to win a special limited edition Christmas Furby. Oh, God. And my sister won. Oh, no, and it was just, it was unbelievable. It's like amazing. She won out of all these people. And, What's um, the thing about Furbies? Do they, do they respond to your voice? Yeah, they respond they were to kind voice of like, yeah, the, the first, like, well, big, or was it like Automatron, you would call it, or like, mm. you know, interactive, right. um, they would uh, interact with you basically yeah, right. and talk to you, and you I could think you could teach them things, things and, and, and they just looked really cool, and you could yeah. get them in all different colors. They were creepy though. Yeah, creepy were, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember what, when I stopped playing with mine and it had died, like this battery had died, and then I was clearing out my room and I just heard. Whoa! I don't know how but yeah, they know. are really creepy, and that's kind Looking of Looking back, and I was like, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm imagining there may be a Furby episode. That'd I hope so. But they are yeah. looking more of that early, earlier '90s kind of toys. So um, yeah, yeah. They haven't gotten to the animatronic ones just yet. Um, yeah, like the, I mean, the Barbie one was interesting because they're talking about how she was designed for young girls to be able to pretend that they're adult, but Barbie couldn't get married because that would mean she'd have to have kids because that's what you do and you can't have a pregnant Barbie. And I went, I had a pregnant Barbie. My sister did too. And it was really fucking creepy. <laughs> she had like a flat tummy that you push in, spring load it, and put the little baby in. Yeah. And then had a clip on like pregnant a belly thing that you'd pop in. Yeah, yeah. Like and then pouch. Yeah, and then clip the, the pregnant mm. belly on top. And she had maternity clothes and heels, which is cool. Of course, like good on her being able to walk in wow. heels when she's like nine months <laughs> pregnant. Um, and then, but then when the birth came, you just kind of pulled the belly up. She was skinny again. <laughs> skinny she lost again, all her baby weight. So you didn't, so you didn't press the, bu- the no, belly no. and it goes boing. <laughs> she shoots out. <laughs> she like the. But I think I have a feeling it might have been a knockoff Barbie because when I googled it later, there's no official Barbie that was pregnant. Yeah, what? if you had the case, really? you could probably see it's called Marley. Marley. <laughs> but talking about like knockoff the Star, so many knockoff Star Wars toys. Oh, so many knockoff Star Wars. Um, stuff. But yeah, it's really really cool if you just want something to put on in the background and end up actually being really engrossed in. Um, and the people they interview are really awesome. So. Um, I would great. recommend. So I'm so far giving that two thumbs up as a documentary. Ooh, fantastic. How many episodes is it? Not sure. Right, I've got to check okay. that because I really wanted to see it. I went, <gasps> awesome. You love the He-Man episode, Rob. Yeah, you yeah, lose yeah. it. Like, <laughs> well, my friend Elko is even bigger He-Man fan than I am and he actually collects the toys and stuff like that so I want to go back and I've watch I've never it. really watched the series, the TV show, just seeing how like funny it kind of is. Mm. Oh, God, it is. Yeah. Um, um, and even if you don't, like sort of associate with any of the toys in the si- in the series. I think it's just a really interesting look at mm. just design as well in like these companies and um think I don't know if you already know but how um the character of Skeletor was <laughs> um not created was um like inspired is a really cool story as well. I want to hear that one. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that was my consumption well, the trip down memory lane. What about you, Rob? Um I figured I was going to talk about because uh, I've been re-listening to Gorillaz because Caitlin wants to know more about my type of music taste <laughs> individually, um, and so I've been introducing her to Gorillaz, and she's there going, "This doesn't really have 
any type of point or <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> but but I'm there going like she likes listening to you know music from the 70s and 80s and type of stuff where it has strong lyrics and all that type of stuff. But with Gorillas, they just go off on all these different tangents and, and especially in their first album, it's just concepts and ideas. When you get into Demon Days, you get into more you know re- re- reflections on uh, the environment, politics, uh, violence, culture, all that type of stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about that, but I realized what I have been watching, <laughs> I've got into The Crown. The oh, Crown on oh, Netflix. That's a good show. Everyone's been telling me to. That. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's on my yeah, list. It's been <laughs> popping up. Yeah, yeah, I've been told to watch it. It's the most expensive TV show. <laughs> Ever. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, the yeah, most expensive TV show ever. Did oh, they the use first... the real jewels? Like... <laughs> <laughs> first season was, I think the second season is, I think Game of Thrones may have beat the second season. Yeah. But yes. Okay. Whoa, um, so high budget. And, and like, they it. don't even have giant CGI dragons, though. So no, no, what are they spending the money on? All the money is costumes and period. Oh, of course. And accuracy and where they go on location. Yeah. So they got oh, everywhere right. they need to. First oh. episode, they or second episode, um... Uh, Prince Philip and uh, Princess Elizabeth mm. uh, go to Africa. Yeah, that's right. So they go oh, to one. Africa. That's you see right. them shooting in Africa. Is that in the war? They go hunting? Or um, they? No, they, they're just on a tour. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you see Liz, zebras and giraffes and elephants, and they're real. They're wow. real, like, as opposed to let's go to a quarry somewhere yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, in northern England and try and make it look like Africa. Um, so it's, it explores. Uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, uh, ascension to power and goes through um, uh, her her life really based mm. on um, facts and figures and trying to keep it as accurate as possible. Accurate as possible, I do it in very interesting, yeah, yeah, um, to keep the drama um, uh, going. So they take some dramatic liberties in some things, but a lot of it, it's amazing how accurate it is. So the first season, which we just finished last night, focuses on pretty much from nineteenth. 37 from the abdication of uh, King Edward to the rise of um, her father George the uh, sixth his um, his his passing and then her reign and it leads ends at around 1960 1956 and so just about <coughs> start season two which goes at the tail end of the 50s and moves cool. into the 60s okay. and yeah, so the first two seasons it's uh, focusing yeah. on young Philip and Elizabeth oh, and Margaret um, it's got a great cast Claire Foy is amazing, uh, amazing as uh, Queen Elizabeth. Um, uh, Matt Smith finally has found oh, something he? that he got into. Yeah, he plays Prince Philip. Um, yep. And yeah, he's, he's sort of like been lost since uh, Doctor Who happened. He tried to get into franchises that never really sprung off and now he's, find, he's found his place in season one and two of The Crown. Um, really solid cast. John Lithgow plays uh, Winston Churchill. Oh, <laughs> yes, wow. that's right. And okay. does an incredible job. I think he's that. probably the best on screen Churchill. Um, from the past, like, ten years. I'd say he's brilliant. He's yeah, really I'd good. go for that as well. He does it incredibly well. Really good for an American to come in and play one of the most iconic British <laughs> yeah. people, I think, who was voted as the number one British you know, Englishman of all time in a recent wow. poll last year. <laughs> for John Lithgow to do that and own it and dominate it. It's, That's uh, good to hear because he was terrible in Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Fat Amy's dad and he's an Australian and it's awful. Oh, wow. It is awful. So, I think it's meant to be, but I'm also a bit like, come on, Lithgow. Go, well, you. the Aussie accent is, you know, 
is the, it's the not, but like I'm sure he could do better than that. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably the worst Australian accent I've ever heard. So it's incredible <laughs> dealing with the dramas of behind the scenes and so like the the tension between yeah, you know, and they don't hold back. So there's a lot of things wrong with uh, Philip as a human being. Oh, man, his racism, there. his misogyny, and all this type of stuff. And they don't hold back on that at all. It's all played in there. But yeah. you also have him rounded and like hit how wonderfully he is with uh with charles and anne as a father he actually you know he does quite well with them um the queen mum is played beautifully oh, and you know, yeah, she's quite a you know at the start almost a bitch queen from hell but you see her rounded out as well the, uh, the actress who plays margaret is incredible and the relationship between margaret and uh victoria um, oh Elizabeth yeah that's has right. done really really well yeah, she's and great. the drama's Ooh. about uh that it's yeah an excellent series and um done really well it's just engrossing so we're just starting season two um and season three is about to start filming yep do we know uh, what month. the royal family have they spoken they about have it? yes i haven't heard any of that um i'm pretty sure queen elizabeth says that it's her favorite she would adaptation I love Liz. Yeah. <laughs> man i love it so it's fascinating to see and i'm i'm aware of the fact that season one and two is one particular cast and for season three and four because apparently it's going to be six seasons yes and And they go into pretty much change the cast so season three and four is that due to age yeah so so I I assume season three and four is going to focus on the 70s and 80s Mm -hmm. they'll probably have flashbacks to the original cast yeah Um, but yeah because this cast has been so well loved but the only cast that they've announced so far is that Queen Elizabeth in season three will be played by the great Olivia Colman And they think they've just announced, I'm not sure if it's a rumour or not, Helena Bonham Carter is playing... <laughs> queen Mother? Uh, no, Margaret. Oh, okay. So that, she plays the Queen Mother that in works. I can see that it, yeah. working. I can also see that not working. <laughs> just bring Meryl Streep in, come on. She can, play yeah. Queen. she can play Winston Churchill's ghost. Yes. I remember that The Crown... Um, uh, it's great hearing you, you talk about it because I'm reminded by just how much I loved it because I saw The Crown and then straight after that I saw the first season of Victoria with yeah. Diana Coleman. Oh. Which is okay, yeah. but it's very low budget, very um, casual, viewer orientated. It's mm. quite like episodic, and yeah, just hearing you you talk about the crown reminded me how much I loved it, and I can't wait to see season two now. It's, it's a great show. It. It's, it's a great show to watch with your phone, and when they Googling. you can Google and find out how accurate it is. Yeah, I had a friend text me being like, um, "So I'm watching the crown." The crown that they use at the coronation. Now, they use the same one. <laughs> How does it fit everyone's heads? Because I used to work in a hat shop. I was asking me. I was like, I don't know. I guess it's probably in the fur there's some sort of thing where you can change the size. Because they change the size of all the rings and things yeah. like that. And I was like, you know what? That's a good question. So I Googled this particular crown, which lent me down the rabbit the rabbit yeah. warren of like the different crowns and how, mm. how they've when they were redesigned, how old they are and how much they cost. And I was like, holy shit. I feel like you can't do it without having that kind of budget. No, it's... Like, it, it's just... It's the royal family. Like, every it, single shot, you can see where the money is. There's incredible shots in Scotland where you just have these amazing sweeping shots of the highlands of Scotland. Yeah. Or I'm, I want to know if they actually are allowed access to certain parts of Buckingham Palace and stuff like that because like they have shots of going into Buckingham Palace and the other areas of locations we're going are these replicas because it's not CGI um, yeah. yeah have they been allowed access to it you can if see if the Queen loves the show she's probably like come on in come on yeah, in yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's it's warts and all to a, to a point yeah yeah so it's great. So I can see, I consume it in a nerdy type of way because there are royal nerds out there who consume everything about the royal family. The thing about nerds, 
and nerdiness is yep. that you can be nerdy about anything. About anything. About anything. That's so yeah, I hide from. I give. I give the crown. Uh, <laughs> Go on, Sandra. <laughs> I give the crown two thumbs up. It's really cool. cool. It's really fantastic. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing where it goes. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been consuming lately. Um, and let's move on to the headlines. Oh, okay. Um, I guess we'll start it off with a music-related bit. Uh, D- Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino, also known as Lando Calrissian in the upcoming Star Wars film. And Troy. Um, also known as Troy, Troy from Albert Community. And the dancer from Mad, Ma- Mad Max, <laughs> Magic Mike. What? <laughs> Is he he's in Magic, Magic Mike? Mike too, man. Really? Yeah, he's really good. He does like this weird like freestyle rap strip. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, now I've got to watch that. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's got a t- TV show called Atlanta. I don't know yeah, if you've seen I've it. I've watched a bit of it. It's yeah, really, it's really, really cool. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first season came out probably two years ago now. Yeah, I need to get back into it. It's good. You I guys are reminding it. me of all this cool stuff I need to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, 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 so everyone has just been waiting and hanging out for season two ever since they announced it, but he said that they have pushed it back um, in an interview probably around this time last year that, that they're going to push it back just because he's got to film Star Wars and is working on music and, and touring and everything. Probably has um, to recover from filming Han Solo. Yeah. <sighs> Especially everything that's going on that set. <laughs> uh, but he has just announced now that the second season is going to be coming out on March 1st. So cool. not too long at all. Um, and a trailer is out soon. And the thing that I love about the Atlanta trailers is the moment the first one dropped, we got brand new music from Childish Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> What's so, the show about? Um, it's about... So he is the cousin to a rapper called Paperboy. <laughs> um, and it's kind of it's kind of this parody of the Atlanta rap scene. Okay. But it's also quite realistic. And it's... It's more about just him and like his relationship with certain characters. Cool. Um, and, yeah, but it so also it deals with like racism and it's just great, the music industry as a whole. Yeah. There's one episode where they play basketball with Justin Bieber. It's really good. It's like ground level music scene. So they just you know all live in their you know, shitty little apartment blocks in Atlanta, mm. and they're trying to just get to their next album, get a bit of press. But it's all very local. Yeah, it's cool. all local about the Atlanta scene. Um, and how would I watch this show? Um, it was on SBS On Demand. That's cool. how I watched it. I don't think it was still up there. All but right. I'm guessing that once the second season comes out, they'll put it back on there, and you can probably catch up. Sweet. Yeah, it's only like six, eight, nine it's episodes. Not many episodes at yeah. all. It's really small. It's a um, very quick watch as well. Yeah, and so, yeah, and all the cast are uniformly good, like the three lead guys and even uh, the actress who plays. Oh, she's incredible. Mm, she's she Domino in Deadpool 2. That yeah. makes sense now. His, <laughs> his, um, his, uh, they used to be together, they yeah, have a child yeah. together and they're separated, but they kind of mm-hmm. complicated relationship. But yeah. she's incredible. Cool. She's really good. Mm. Are you a childish Give Me No fan from Aaron? I, not so much. Like, I am in the sense that, you know, it's not that I, have, like, I'm not a fan, but it's, mm. yeah, I, I definitely need to have more of a listen. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I know that there's there's lots to consume. Here there's in, you lots. Know? Yeah. He it's, sounds like a very busy guy. He's got, he's got <laughs> I haven't listened to a lot of Childish stuff. Gambino. I think I'm too... <laughs> too scared to because I love Donald Glover so much that if mm, I don't like it I'll feel bad it's a mixed bag um the thing is when he's best lyrically the production is just not very good and then when the production's great lyrically it's a little cheesy his new album his new album is more of a funk album though cool cool which is really good and his next one's gonna be his last one yeah that's right so who knows what it's gonna be (laughs) it could be anything at this point yeah, I I like I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a, a Lando tie-in. So 
going to sing I, it. All his Lando Calrissian songs. I wish he did a Star Wars mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, let's move on from positive news to incredibly negative news. All right, uh, Sandro. Uh, so there's this film called Bright. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, because that's I've why had, I hate it. <laughs> I've had positive reviews from other people. What? Really? Yeah. Whoa. I have got positive reviews from people as well, yeah. Same Are person. You <laughs> my, we went and saw Jumanji with, with my best friend and she loved it. And she said this is very interesting. A lot of the big reviewers yes. have been pushing the whole... She says she believes that yep. is, they're pushing the whole negative side of Bride because, because they don't want this... Because they're afraid that it's going to kill the cinema industry. Because so, it's being or, released on, on a Netflix. Like Netflix. And so a if, lot... Well, Gerald's Game was Netflix and that got very positive reviews. Anyway, that was pushed as Bright was pushed really <laughs> hard. Pushed a lot. And also it's interesting. It's an interesting um, take, I think. That, yeah, the, the, the reviewers are actively trying to destroy the Netflix push to be blockbustery mm. alternative because they don't want because the reviewers don't want the cinema world to die. So which doing I negative, mean it won't, so. but yeah, yeah, they're like um, it's quite interesting. So like reviewers are hating it, but general public think it's fine. Okay, I. I but we know Sandra hated it. But, you know. So what? Um, what is it about? So what is it? Bright is about Will Smith as a cop in a world where the orcs are like the minorities and the elves are the rich one one percent. Right. And so it's kind of really cool concept. The concept's good. It's shot reasonably well, but you know, so it's a cop it's, procedural it's a done as if in a world where the fantasy is in reality. Which yeah. reminds right. me a bit of fables, actually. It is the yes. idea of the yeah. fairy tale. It reminds me a lot of a TV series from the 90s and a movie called uh, Alien Nation, where it's like that okay. sort of like down-to-earth uh, cop drama, but you know, cool. there's this higher concept yeah. there as well. Um, when I first saw it, it reminded me like I've only seen imagery. Yeah. And I was like, is this Artemis Fowl? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Like, yes. I thought it was, and then I was like, oh, Will Smith, and I kind of looked into it, and yeah, I was like, this is not. <laughs> Not Adam's foul at all. Uh, yeah. Um, right. Okay. So but that's yeah, the one. it opened to really bad reviews, um, and I think a lot of it was because of Max Landis, who wrote it. A lot of people don't like him. It's directed by David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad, which isn't very good. Sorry. But he also did Fury and End of Watch, which are fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so Netflix have seen this. They've seen all the press about it, but it also is the most watched thing on Netflix. So they've gone and... Whether it's bad or good. They've gone watched. and greenlit the sequel. Yeah. Wow. So they're, they're going to do a second one. So you'll one. be hanging out for that one. Yeah. Well, Max Landis isn't a part of it. Um, it's going to be David okay. Ayer writing and directing, which could go either way, but it could be better than the same first characters, one. Same characters? Um, same... They haven't said. I could have opened the link and read it myself, but... <laughs> I've got the link open... They haven't, same world, I'm They thinking. haven't yeah. said. it's Yeah, it's the same director, same producer, same world, but they haven't... What does uh, bright mean? Said. It's a it's it, a terminology for any people with merit, uh, with magic. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like sh- shine and the Stephen King verse. Yep, yep. So, cool. so oh, yeah, yeah. Th- if you're a bright, you mean you have you're uh, you're, not you're, a human. Someone, you're someone with magic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A bright okay. is someone with magic. But it's interesting that one of your friends gave it a positive review. She thought it was great. It might mean that uh, more people. She also cried at the end of Jumanji, so not sure oh, whether she. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> She's worse than I am. I cry in a lot of films. I looked over, she was wiping her eyes, and I was like, (laughs) Anyway, we'll get to Um, that. We'll move on then. Oh, more music-related news. Um, Ahead of Black Panther, 
They announced that Kendrick Lamar and Top Dog ENT are going to be <laughs> Is curating. that the only way you can say it? Top Dog ENT. ENT! I remember when you... If you went to see Kendrick live any time before to Pimp a Butterfly, every single song, the DJ would yell, Top Dog ENT! Every single song. <laughs> and it was the best. Um, uh, so they are going to be curating the soundtrack right. to Black Panther. So yeah. it's not going to be just songs of... Bah. I hate to um, compare the two, but similar to... Um, who did uh, Great Gatsby soundtrack? Is it Jay-Z? Yes, oh, I know. That kind yeah. of idea of having that yeah, someone curate Quite similar music. to how... ACDC did Iron Man 2. Quite similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, uh, they announced that along with a song, the first, I guess, lead single off it, which is a collab between Kendrick and SZA. Cool. I guess, I don't know what we're going to talk I was just going to bring it up. I love Kendrick. I can't wait for yeah. you. Um, it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Excited. Yay music. Yay music. Have you heard Great the song? Job. The song's quite... In, it's like it's good. I have not. I, I have haven't not. heard it. No. Okay. I'm very old, so just yeah. You know, I, I, li- I listen to my little circle of music. How did you hear it? Stuff. It doesn't been released until the yeah, national championship I... game next week, along with a new trailer. Uh, the <laughs> new, to your notes. That's those. <laughs> yes, I took those notes a bit earlier, and oh. they are wrong. Oh. So the song has been released okay. ahead of the world championship, which could be now. So maybe there will be a trailer by the time we finish recording. Sick. I'll look it up. Um, the the new trailer was just a rumor, but the song dropping then. But then I, I guess it like leaked online earlier. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, I'll have a listen. And it's pretty good. It's yeah, like it's. I don't think it's a great single, but it's a good song to get you excited for the film. Will it be in the film? Um, Do you think? Um, oh, it might be the credits. Yeah. Okay. I hate it when they use songs in the credits. <laughs> like Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> Uh, got a couple more news stories. This one, I guess, is exciting. So Hulu have greenlit two new seasons of The Animaniacs, and Steven Spielberg is going to be executive producing them. Yeah, well, I never got into Animaniacs. I've li- never seen it. So. I, know, I know there's a massive following for it, a lot of love for Animaniacs, because Spielberg produced it originally. Oh, he did the original oh, Yeah. I okay, well, that makes that. sense. Yeah, it came, it came out the time of... Um, I feel uh, like... Yeah. They did, like... Uh, they were they did Tiny Toons first, and this is a part of the new resurgence of trying to push Disney forward. And so they introduced the Animaniacs, which is very much a meta show, mm. referencing the the genre that they're in within the animation. Okay, world. yeah, C- kind of darkly weird, surreal, even a little bit mature type of sexual based comedy within this type of show. Very insane. They're three characters that just can go within any animated world. That's cool. Um, and designed in a very sort of like old school style, um, yeah, almost Mickey Mouse. Yeah, original era of Mickey Mickey Mouse, or like the black and white era. Their characters from that era have now exploded yeah. in the real world. So, um, had, has a massive follow following, a lot of attention, and to have the original people in charge of it has caused a lot of excitement yeah so but it was never one of the things i got into it was kind of past my time of being into cartoons and i i always saw it as trying to be a bit too modern it was trying yeah. to be look how modern we are in sort of like you know 90s era and <laughs> I, I was too busy watching the batman animated series anyway so okay yeah I'd, it was snob. a bit too old for me when, such um, a snob so it is a proper disney property because um, it's weird that they're going to put it out on Hulu when they're launching their own streaming service next year. It's yeah, yeah well, it's more Warner Brothers. Okay, it's Warner Brothers through. Um, cool. Yeah, it's 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 in the Looney Tunes world. Okay, so they're so like as if they were characters from that Looney Tunes character race age. So okay. yeah, 
Um, sure. So yes, uh, why not? I wish that's one of the nerdy things that I don't know much of, but I have many friends who are huge into Animaniacs. Okay. okay. But for me, it was always a bit too much. So finally, this is so weird. Yeah. I came across this when I was being like, what should we review in 2018? And this film came out, and came then the trailer my... dropped the day after. Came up on my Facebook. I don't know if you're familiar with the kind of the creepy pasta like horror character of Slenderman. Yeah. It was really popular in like 2013 because yeah. of the, the video game all the YouTubers were like jumping on the bad wagon. And there's a documentary about it. There's well. a documentary as well. If and you, you murder. Yeah. Or attempted murder, sorry. That no, was a murder actually. Survived. Yeah, that's what the doco was about, I think. Oh. <coughs> I think it was a murder. Sorry. No, I think, I think she... Did, oh no, was she murdered? Mm-hmm. So the two young girls like stabbed their friend. Yeah. I thought she said Slenderman had Mirag- like had yeah, just right. survived, but maybe I'm wrong. But either way, yeah. hectic. If you don't know, it's basically this guy who has really long limbs Ugh. and a blank face and always wears a suit. And if you look at him, he like mind controls. I hope you he's or being something. played by um, Crispin Glover, <laughs> who plays the creepy thin man in or, Charlie's or, Angels, or Doug Jones. Can do it. Doug Jones would be incredible. Uh, so yeah, we are getting a proper legit Slenderman movie. In May, it's so only a couple months. Um, there, there's a trailer. I didn't watch it though. I don't like trailers for horror because it gives away everything. But <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, it's a very long trailer. And okay. I look. I listen to it without. I watched it without sound because I do that a lot when I'm scrolling through Facebook. I never. Bo- oh yeah. Because I'm like I'm on the train or like in bed and I'm, I don't want to click on it. Yeah. It's always super loud. Um, it looks pretty fucked up. Okay. Like. Like, like, classic, like way, girl is missing for weeks, comes back and is found by the police, but she's not all there, and there's like safe. maggots coming out of her mouth. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah sure. like those kind of. The Ooh. idea is that he gets into your brain and makes you do stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. So there's like a scene of a girl at school, and I think she starts stabbing herself in the face with some scissors. Like it's pretty like. Okay, so it's going to be like it's a proper gr- MA. It's gruesome. If the trailer right. is that gory. Wow. All right. Um, apparently, that girl survived. Yeah, she, yeah. she, she okay, was found. Cool. It was a stabbing, but she was stabbed like twenty-five times or yeah. something Ooh. crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it is so. It feels like this is coming so late, but in saying that, I um, my little cousin, not so little anymore, thirteen. Hi, Emily, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you? Emily, but um, yeah, she's so into all of this creepy pasta stuff, and I feel like there's well, there is obviously still yeah a very attentive audience that's maybe nearly old enough to go see really messed up movies that's about a it. good point yeah because yeah, a lot of p- people who were into Slender Man myself included wouldn't have been able to see an MA15 film yeah. in the yep. cinema because it came out when we were all like 13 or 14 or something. but that's maybe. kind of the but that's the age group that, that's the prime age group that horror movies go for kids around about 13, 14, 15 who, don't, yeah. who can't get in but that's usually for films like Paranormal Activity and Insidious which are like aimed at a younger age anyway from what Jen was explaining it seems like it's going to be going pretty yeah it's pretty full on like I was like oh cool Slender Man that'll be a bit of fun and I was like "Mm, I probably won't watch it been slammed for being um, capitalising on the murder attempt actually but how interesting that this whole thing's come from a meme yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the day and age that we live in, right? Yeah. Or did it? <laughs> <laughs> did it come from Slender... Was it the Slender Man or the meme? Yeah. Chicken or the egg? Mm. <laughs> did he did write Slender the creepy pasta meme? First? Did the Slender Man actually <laughs> write his own meme? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll probably see it, and I'll probably watch most of it through my fingers. Mm, yeah, I'm I, okay with, ugh. like... I don't know, like... When I saw Evil Dead... The remake. The remake. Yeah. There's oh, a right. scene where the, the friend's going into the bathroom and the other friend's facing away and you can hear just this, like, 
cutting, sawing motion. I'm like, she's cutting her own face off. I don't need to see it, Like, but they're going to show me. So yeah. just like mm. the anticipation of that real awful gore is almost worse than what you see. And just mm. the, tra- the fact that the trailer shows like that. some pretty full-on jump scares to a point where you're like, well, I'm not going to be scared because I know that's coming yeah. now. Um, yeah, that's my thing with horror trailers. Like with It, I wasn't really that scared during the entire film because I gave away a there lot. There was a couple of bits in of it. Really but the thi- well, the there was like one it, that really got me. Yeah. The thing about It is it's more about... yeah. Oh, yeah, and also story. it's not really about the scares. It's about no, the stories. And the, yeah, so the scares are... But I'm also a bit confused as to what the Slender Man's whole MO oh, is what? like. Isn't it in the original he, he like he's murders people? I think he like is in a kind of parallel universe world or something okay. and he I don't know he can take children children are able to go and live with him or yeah, something I think that's in this, oh, in this yeah. world but they have to prove themselves to him okay. um, and they're able to you know so I think that's the deal that's why right. these girls okay. attacked their yeah. friend because they were like we have to do this we have to him. prove ourselves yeah. and then we'll be able to cross over into that dimension oh, and, okay. and the tr- join him the or trailer something. just gave me the idea that he comes into people's brains which I guess well, is that he they does, make yeah, do awful things to, yeah okay. I, I think I might be wrong but um, yeah I think it's like he like has all the little children with him. Yeah, right. They see him as a creepy Pied Piper type thing. They don't see that creepiness. So you don't get any of that in the games either. Right. So that's why I think a lot of people are going to go into this like like what you did being like, it's going to be nice and fun. And yeah, I was like, this would be cool, like cool kind of creepy, almost like Blair Witch idea because you never see him properly. He's always mm. in the shadows or mm. something. It's like, oh, I'd be like Blair Witch where you'll just see images and I was like, she's shab- stabbing herself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Sylvan White who did I Know What You Did Last Summer and oh, The yes. Losers. Sorry. Mm. And The Losers. Okay. So, <laughs> I Know What You Did Last Summer is great. It's something, it's a little bit different for him because those both have a comedic take. Yeah, I Know What true. You Did Last Summer is Properly, kind of scary, but too, it's. Yeah. I could never get into. I know what last summer because it has Sarah Michelle Gellar playing such a helpless character, and I'm convinced <laughs> by her so much as Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer. And they're going, just kick him, just <laughs> kick him. It's a, just a human guy in, with a hook. You know how to just kick him. Just do it, Buffy. Don't do it. Stop pr- trying to pretend to be this helpless, <laughs> you know, prom queen. Kick She's him. She's playing that trope. Though. When's the so? When's the Slender Man movie due out? About May in America. We usually get horror films pretty late in Australia, yeah. but. Right. Uh, might get it around uh, there. Uh, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like maggots. Maggots are a big yeah, thing for me, and like that's yeah. the first image in the trailer. And I'm like, nope. Okay. Side note: I really didn't like it. Like you probably <gasps> oh, already. Yeah, I because I, I really love the book. Oh, right. same. I love. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. It's very different. From yeah, the book, yeah, and I really think that it should should be at some stage made into a TV series because there's so much detail in the book that just well, especially gets, about the. Alternative realms and the world, all and, this stuff and the that turtles. you never get into that because and it would be yeah. for the lowest common denominator. People watching the films are like, yeah. You went the whole t- the so whole idea of the turtle vomiting the world. It'll and be the people it'll like be it's the dark damn. tower. It'll, it can be again. Have I think so too. Caliber of shows, TV series, you know, like you look at some like American faith. Gods and that that have come out that are pretty. They go that weird area. Mm. I think we're ready. Yeah. What about what about the scene that everyone talks about in? It, do you think that would ever translate in, from the yeah. book? Well, Stephen King talks about how it doesn't really, it's not really needed anymore. Is this with the children? Yes, and how they get out of... Having to become 
Yeah, I don't know. I I hope, I really hope that it can just be, you know, it, everything can be faithfully depicted one day in an amazing high budget TV wish series. For, like, I would love every that. Mm. I would just <laughs> love that so much. So, yeah, just putting that out I think there. That I was scene, so disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I think no matter how they do that scene, it would be so controversial and in the mm-hmm. book, it's just, it, you read it and you go, yep, that's what they need to do. That's exactly what they need to do. Interesting. Look up the Stephen King interview about it because mm. he talks about yeah. it in yeah, relation to the new film because they ask if it's going to be in it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be a second film. Yes. yes. Chapter yeah, two. They split. For when yeah, they're adults. Yeah. Yeah. They could I'd soften like, it. They could just yeah. maybe just kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <make it> something <laughs> a bit more. Just a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of loved the old, the original, like, telly movie. I, I, I went back and rewatched In the, way that the first cuts, half of it. The cuts so. between yeah. being adults and kids. Quite, oh, I hated that. I don't know. It felt better. Because it's like that in the book. It felt like I was it? reading it. it. Yeah. 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 It makes Sometimes more sense in the book, though. Also, all the adults in the book. Everything always makes more sense. Are in the book. good. The adults and the teachers. Oh, man. The guy so that bad. plays um, <laughs> Bill. Bob, Bill. Oh, Bill. yeah, Bill. Mm. Uh, he, he was he was a uh, John yes. boy, John boy in the Waltons. He Come was on, terrible, what? really. Um, but the Whoa. the way that they copped out at the end and just made oh the big spider, the big spider, which yeah. is kind of a but didn't talk about that mm. whole. I really like um, oh, that, Annette 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 O'Toole as um, Beverly Marsh is great. She was good in that, and John Ritter does okay. Um, um, but what fun. I liked, I think I told you about it. What I liked about it, the '90s movie, is that they actually spend time to have the kids just be have kids, fun. like yep. make the mm. dam and all that type of stuff. Because in the movie, they just go right. All they're doing is investigating Georgie's murder, and you're going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> we get to the point where I thought that I had accidentally illegally downloaded um, a like a, a, a cut, cut or a, an abbreviated <coughs> version, yeah. and wow. I actually towards the end because so much had been there were scenes that I just thought didn't make sense. Mm. Like key scenes, like relationship character building scenes that were implied but just weren't there, mm, and yeah. so I, I, I even got really upset and looked it up, and then was like, "Oh no, I think I am it. watching the, no. you know, um, yeah." So yeah, I agree. I liked it as a front. film, not as a version. Not not as a, yeah, just, that's how I find a lot of Stephen King yeah. adaptations, though. I like there was a moment in the Dark Tower which tries to connect all the Stephen King films where they're like in this world it could be this thing in this world is this thing in this world it's the it's a giant spider and they have like uh, the little spider from the from the telly yeah. films mm, just kind of show up it's okay <laughs> I just feel like The Shining was pretty good mm. you know like character the dad the father character was really changed mm. yeah which apparently yes, Stephen King was really upset about he hated it he yeah. made his own and it was bad <laughs> oh, yeah. he made yeah. his own version of The Shining like really? yeah, Kubrick, the Kubrick's Shining. version is so it didn't tra- like it was just one of those it didn't translate yeah it was better as a book Misery's yeah. great Misery's oh, Misery but it's, Misery doesn't really have any of that supernaturally kind of stuff it's straight up crazy yeah. Yeah. and he connects that supernatural stuff through a lot of his stories as well oh yeah and not yeah like Stand By Me is great, you know. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption, even Green Mile is good. Green Mile is really good. Yeah, I think unfortunately um, as well, like people when they think of it, it's just Pennywise. It's a killer clown. Yeah. that's what it's about. So that's what people like, want. Mm. So if you try to interpret or bring all that stuff in, they'd be like, mm. it's just dumb. I just wanted to. Kill well, the really clown. interesting stuff is sort of like how Slash the, film. how the <laughs> the presence of Pennywise and how it affects the entire town. Yeah, and, and how the the are affected now. by it. And they touch on a little bit in the nineties how you know age. It's all it's about age as well. It's yeah. like the older you get, you start to forget the things that happen and, that's and you wants. forget each other and yeah. wants you to forget that and forget you know 
become apathetic. Mm. And so that youth and passion of, uh, that children have um, is something precious and should be looked after. But also, mm. also a case of it can trap you. And so that when you get to that key moment where <coughs> the children have to, the only way that they can escape is them to move on from their childhood mm. and become almost adults or grown up. And that's why you know, losing their virginity together to move forward and grow up is a way of escaping from the, the horrors of Pennywise. It's yeah. uh yeah, all very yeah, the deeper stuff is hard to explore in a you know, a two hour yeah. slasher I mainstream know. film. So Slenderman. Yeah, Slenderman. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. No, that's, no, 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 like right, no, it's, that's what the show is. I haven't um, been able to talk to anyone about it, so like, oh. <laughs> we are here to discuss it. Cool. So we have done our consuming, we have done our oh. headlines, we have gone off on tangents, which we love. Now we're here. The reason why uh Romarin is here, we are talking yes. about our main review, our big review. We are talking about Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, the reboot sequel, um it's a sequel. Kickstart of um, the uh, Jumanji world, which has been a massive hit. Yeah. So when we first got the trailer, we were all just expecting this to be this. It's kind of like the Baywatch. No one will like it. Mm. I'm not going to get a sequel. Um, (laughs) I've been on on board from the start. It's been really, it's been critically loved. Yep. This film. It's made a lot of money. And box it's, office has been fine. It's it's really much. It really is a case of going against what 2017 was for cinema, which is a massive push for franchises mm. and uh, uh, and a lot of failures from franchise markets. And yes. this is very much a case of getting back to good old fashioned family entertainment that you can go out. It's not too offensive. It's not too um, racy. Uh, Racy. It's a you know something that you can take the family to see, the kids, the grandparents, and uh, very much a film of like it says in a lot of reviews. Those films of the eighties, yeah, mm. yeah, those fun mm. films like your Goonies, your ETs, your stuff like that, which mm. would push the um, the family out to see movies in the cinema that you didn't have to worry about being it too racy, too gory, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and one of the main reasons we got Romarin on the show for this particular episode is because you are a massive fan of the original. I am. Yeah, I am. So I was extremely, I don't know, cynical mm. when I heard about the remake. Uh, I thought it was going to be horrible. I had really low expectations. But I was really pleasantly surprised. Well, okay, well, let's go Let's go around the table. Let's mm. start with Romarin. Um, uh, so what... Uh, it's an <coughs> initial opinion. So what was it about the original Jumanji that you liked so much? Were you a Robin Williams fan or had you read the book? I, I think, I don't know if, if it's the same for you, but it was just such it was such a big part of my childhood, I realise now. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't quite realise, yeah, how iconic it was and how much nostalgia I had mm. associated with it. Um, and I remember it was such a kind of a big deal when it came out because the CGI animals mm-hmm. were so, you mm. know, well done at the time. Mm. Um, and it's just a really well-made, like, complete, well-rounded movie. Yeah. And I love, you know, anything to do with animals and obviously <laughs> fantasy and sci-fi, as I said before. So the fantasy and the animal aspect and stuff um, and the way it spills out into reality, um, I just loved uh, watching the remake, though, made me realise how kind of dark and tense mm. the original is. Yeah. I didn't realise, you know, but it's funny, even when the drums, you know, start yeah. going off in the remake, I, I kind of found myself tensing up. You're like, in this Ooh, hilarious way. What's yeah. coming? Yeah. Yeah, and it really brought it all back, like, how epic the original was to watch as a child, how much, like, sadness and sorrow there was mm. in it. 
Well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the original, I forgot. I, I went back and rewatched it with uh, my girlfriend because she's a. Uh, she never saw the original because she never liked it because she doesn't like the idea of being trapped somewhere. So she doesn't watch. Oh. She doesn't. She didn't like. Um, uh, Groundhog Day because she thought the, like, the psychological yeah. Oh, yeah, that's trend of one day those. she couldn't <laughs> go past that and with Jumanji as well being trapped for 26 years in, in a game yeah. terrified yeah. her and I went back and rewatched it and it is very dark it's the darkest mm. timeline the fact that with Alan being sucked into the game every, like his, the town wrong. falls apart mm. his family falls apart his parents are dead everything is it is the worst possible result mm. because of this one boy being trapped and so you have to get back to you know winning the game so that everything can go back to normal yeah I forgot how much you know they don't hold back with that and the, the original film was a success but it was a big part of a lot of kids lives and it came out in 96 so I was at university so I was I didn't get into it as a kid I got into it as a uni student so I enjoyed it because Robin Williams is one of my mm. idols um, but it never really it didn't break box office records mm. it just became mm. this really? little cult hit wow. for, for kids who were growing up in the late 90s um, yeah. um, I'm just going to quickly say we'll, n- we'll not do spoilers for the first like 20 minutes of course, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm just quickly say that. <laughs> um, anyway I would so, have been, but, what, uh, how, how old would I have been when it came out? 96. Seven. Seven. I feel like I still saw it at the cinema. No, mm-hmm. maybe not. I saw The Mask was the first film I saw at the cinema. Oh, so that's so rad. That <laughs> very exciting. It was awesome. But, yeah, I, I remember having it on VHS. Yeah. Bought, mm-hmm. not taped, and just, like, watching it and watching and watching it. And yeah. they had the board game and then, Because yeah. this is at yeah, the yeah, tail yeah. end of uh, Robin Williams's. Uh, domination yeah. Yeah. box office so it's after he'd done The Genie after he'd done Mrs. Doubtfire like the 1990s was Hook. his era oh, Hook as well a, so this was yeah, like the last another, big hit for him for me. this last big hit for him before he started to select trail off and he did stuff like Bicentennial Man which kind of went off the, the track um, but yeah Jumanji was <laughs> his last big one of his dominance of the 90s so it became yeah, it, it did well at the box office, but it never really trailed on. But the big thing was the, uh, the CGI now, yeah. Yeah. animals within. Um, they uh, still look really good. Little, Most yes, of them do. We yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. The 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 stampede section oh, is brilliant. incredibly so like well iconic. Done. That, yeah, you know, a little I, straggler. I can cope. I cope well, okay, with the monkeys, even though they are quite dated <laughs> at the time. But because they're quite animated and over the top, I can. Deal yeah, with a bit more. they're a little bit prequely for me. That makes like that <laughs> prequely kind of look at them and go, "It's the Star Wars prequel." Oh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But everything else looks really good. Yeah. So yeah, so you came into this uh, with a bit of trepidation, and yeah. But overall, you 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 came out of it and you enjoyed it. I really did, and I I don't know. I have to, I suppose, warn people that in me like gushing about it or saying I loved it I did go in with low expectations perhaps that helps really improved the experience mm. but um, yeah I was really surprised I enjoyed like every moment of it mm. it really the pace was awesome yep. mm. I laughed and cackled out loud yep. the entire way through um, yeah I was really impressed what about you Jen what was your first impression because um, you were excited yeah I've been excited for it um, I've had not to say I haven't had didn't have low expectations. I just went in going. I reckon it'll be fun. Looking at the cast, I like the rock. It looks like fun. It's completely different to the original in that the game isn't coming into the real world. They're going into the game. Yes. Yeah. So they've gotten away from that. And I was like, oh, but mm, but Robin Williams and Alan Parrish and I'm like, they may not reference it. How about we just just see it as different? Yeah. Um, 
And I think it can sometimes if you go in with too low expectations, you can sit there for the whole time being like, even if you know it's funny, you're just kind of like, no, <laughs> I'm not yes. gonna like it. But I went in with a low enough expectations that I was didn't care, and I had a fucking ball. Mm-hmm. I had such like I saw it with Rob and my best friend, and from the, the get go we were laughing out loud yeah. to the point where someone in the f- front of Tan just kept turning around and being like, why are oh, they really? laughing so much? <laughs> like the, the first scene where the girls taking like the selfies. Laughed, like just laughed, because yeah. it was that kind of like, yeah, we all do that sort of thing. Um, I had such a good time. I thought it was really fun. What about you, Sandra? So, yeah. What's your first um, impression? Yeah, well, the first one means a lot to me. Yeah, as a you know, I had it on VHS as well, just watching it all the time. Um, yeah. And so going into this one, yeah, I was very skeptical. I like the cast. I mean, I find Kevin Hart a little bit annoying just because of how much he's in. But um, I went into it, you know, like hoping for it to be really good because the trailers were good. As usual in Australia, we got this a bit late, so all the reviews had come out. They were all positive. The moment it started, really, I just went, okay, no, this is going to be fun. (laughs) And just all throughout it, I I had a lot of fun. It it may not necessarily be a cinematic masterpiece, but it is a lot of fun. And as you said, it's probably the first pure family film that I've seen in a very long time mm. that was good. And that yeah. doesn't rely on a cliffhangery part that will lead into a sequel. It's self-contained. Yeah. It's a self-contained... It's like the first one was. Yeah, it's an extension, uh, extension of the original but not relying on it, and it doesn't rely on the fact that you're going to come back and have to see another one. It's go If you just see this, you don't need to have seen Jumanji before, uh, and you don't have to waiting for a se- no, mm. wait for a sequel. It is a self-contained story, which is unique at the moment because everyone's looking for the next franchise. Everyone's looking for the thing to pull you back in to see the next film in two years. So, um... So yeah, for those of you that don't know, it's um, the story is basically about a group of four kids from pretty much stereotypical um, uh, archetypes of the high school genre of filmmaking. You've yep. got the computer game nerd, you've got the jock, you've got the valley girl, pretty girl, prom queen type thing, and you've got the outsider girl. They find an old computer game called Jumanji and decide to just start playing. They each pick a character and immediately, like Jumanji, uh, they are sucked into the game, into the jungle, and they have to complete that game to get back home safely. Um, And so the main point of this is most of the cast are uh, cast against type. Mm. So the nerdy kid, Sheldon, uh, picks uh, the big, strong, buff character played by The Rock. So automatically you have The Rock going against character. You've got the the big uh, jock is... (laughs) <laughs> picks the little nerdy zoologist played by uh, Kevin Hart. You've got the outsider girl picks um, the sort of like Lara Croft ex. The man ex, killer. Yeah, mm. man killer uh, played by killer Karen Gillan. And the valley girl uh, <laughs> picks uh, Shelley uh, cryptographist yeah. played by Jack Cartographer, Black. yeah. Cartographer played by Jack Black. So automatically you've got three big type movie stars Uh, Karen Gillan has got a lot of cult following with her work on Doctor Who and Guardians of the Galaxy but this is her first big mainstream role where she's being cast as sort of like you know above the title yeah as a lead yeah Yeah. Um, and they're all playing against type The Rock is making so many films at the moment so much stuff Mm. and they're all very much of a similar type and they're all good Uh, (laughs) yep 
<laughs> you know how I feel about that. I know, man. I know. But for me, this was good for, for me to see him go against type. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he got I, to do some acting. Yeah, and he beli- <laughs> and, and he was quite believable of in playing a teenage nerdy guy inhabiting this form. This body. How he played up the tropes that he has made. Uh, they got know, the, uh, the whole thing out of their system as soon as he landed in the jungle. He did the rock eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then since then, I was like... All right, we got that out of our system. Yes, it's The Rock. Yes, Let's yeah. get that out of our system and like, um, move on from there. Then we've got people like uh, Kevin Hart, who has been making so many films, who's come out of nowhere within the last five years and has done everything. Mm. Um, and with Kevin Hart as well, I've got a bit of Kevin Hart fatigue. Mm-hmm. When he first started out, he did some little bit parts on like Modern Family. He was amazing and endearing, some little bits here and there. But for me, I'm getting a bit of fatigue. And the yeah. more he is doing, the more limited I'm seeing him as a performer. Yeah, with Kevin Hart, I'll... I find whenever I see something that he's in, and su- surprisingly I've seen a lot of his most recent films, I find him funny. Like I enjoyed Ride Along. I like Central Intelligence, but they're just very samey, and I confuse him a lot because he just plays the same character. Hmm. And I feel like he was doing the same thing in this. He wasn't really doing much of a stretch, but it was much better written than those two films. You did find him quite endearing, as you mentioned. And he wasn't the only funny funny person yeah yes. so they weren't relying and, on him yeah to be the funny and a lot of the time he wasn't necessarily like he, like he didn't necessarily say the punchline he would set up the punchline yeah. and then the rock or jack black or karen gillen would take it um whereas in everything else that i have seen him and he is like he just hogs all the punchlines whereas in this he kind of stepped back which i quite like yeah i, I did think it, i did think he was the, the only one of the four that wasn't as clearly um uncomfortable like he had lines where it was like, oh, I'm used to being really big and strong, I'm a jock, blah, 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 but he was still Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. Whereas everyone else seemed to be their teenage character within that body and feeling yes. awkward where he was just kind of like, I'm Kevin Hart kind of yeah. thing. Whereas yeah. everyone else was clearly struggling with being in this new body and having mm. this new personality. Mm. So the other, the other three leads were incredibly convincing. Yeah. Whereas for me, I was just going, this is where I found the limitation of Kevin Hart. He was Hart. still funny, though. He was yeah, yeah. <laughs> was funny, 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 but... He, I didn't believe him as I did with the other he, ones. He also That's embraced so it a lot quicker than everyone else. Like mm. That's true, yeah. Um, next we have uh, Jack Black, who hasn't had a big hit for a long time. He's, like, um, for yeah. quite a while. He's, well, Goosebumps uh, is getting the sequel, so that pretty, probably that. did yeah. go well. Really the um, but this, for me, is the best thing he's done in about 10, 15 years. So it's he's just absolutely fantastic. And he plays that balance of the Valley Girl uh, in the role of <laughs> a middle-aged fat man. <laughs> that was Beautiful. the one bit I was kind of worried about. Yeah. Because the, okay. the preview, uh, the trailer showed him being like, that's a man right there. Like I was like, he's going to play a stereotypical valley girl and it's mm. going to be, I'm not going to like it because it's going to be a guy doing his what he thinks a teenage girl is. Mm. And it started out kind of like that, but then it got a little bit more wholesome and he had some moments of real like... I thought were quite beautiful, but I was a bit—I was skeptical going in about. It was, yeah, I, I think everyone was as well, but because it's written so well, mm. and yeah, it's, she's written as a character as opposed to just being a stereotype, yeah, and that comes out really. Once well. Once that started coming out, I was a bit more comfortable. Yeah. With it. Yeah. You saw her character in, with the first scene when you see her; it's she is the stereotype. Sure, but once. Jack Black inhabits her, you mm-hmm. see her character come out, mm. which was very, very good. So seeing her teach uh, Karen the, Gillan's character how to flirt. There uh, was a moment in that where she was like, you're a badass, blah, blah, blah. And I turned over, I leaned over to town. I was like, I don't need a man to tell me that I'm badass. I know that I'm badass. Like, there were moments <laughs> like that. And you, you kind of got to let that go a little bit mm. um, and see that, yeah. I don't know. I was still a bit like uh, about it, but 
I came around. Yeah, and finally, uh, Karen Gillan, who's uh, Doctor Who and uh, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fame, yeah. with her first real leading role. I didn't um, even realise that was her. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, really, really realize. good in this. Um, it's the first time her American accent has worked for me. <laughs> like, with, with Guardians... She, she, keep, she kind of keeps her accent for Guardians. It's, yeah, it's kind of... Because well, it's, it's very it's computerized. American, it's a generic American accent. Yeah, whereas with this, I guess it's also because she has a lot more dialogue than Guardians. Um, now, the big thing of this She is, works really well. Yeah, she's dressed in sort of like almost a Lara Croft type thing, so yeah. the only female lead is in short shorts and a crop top and stuff like that. And they make reference to it, but the more they make reference to it, the more awkward it is because they don't really address it in any real way yeah. but then you kind of forget about it because you just let the character shine through and she does very well at portraying that type of you know awkward girl yeah well I I, I really liked just enjoyed the whole like video game like vibe it, mm. again it was quite nostalgic because yeah. um, like, I grew up playing Zelda um, and lately I've played a bit of Far Cry and Tomb Raider, so mm. I don't know. I, I really liked all of that about it. Um, with the whole Jack Black thing, you know, playing a girl, I did think there were moments where it struck me that I, I thought this is quite cool just for this generation of kids to be watching this. It's very topical at the moment, yep. you know, the yep. idea of gender and people being trapped in a body that, you know, yeah. might not, mm. they don't feel represents them. So I actually thought it was really, that was really good. Mm. Um I didn't uh, actually think of that. That's really yeah, cool. it kept it struck me throughout the whole film. Like I think it was a really good way of making people kind of relate and understand um, what you know, kind of what that will be like. And I think Jack Black did a really good yeah. job of that. So yeah, but um, I, I really enjoyed. Ev- I really relished everything that was very nostalgic video game about it. Um, like I loved the NPC characters. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Was so yeah, awesome stuff. So um, let's, uh, let's look at the cameos. So it's it's a there's a lot of other roles in there as well. You've got. Uh, <laughs> You've got any anywhere from Bobby uh, Cannavale, who's a great actor playing uh, Van Pelt. You've got Nick Jonas in there. You've got <laughs> yeah. um, Reese Darby. You've got um, Nick Jonas. Was- um, yeah. You've got even a little. Uh, uh, you've got um, uh, Tim Matheson's in there for a little bit as well. Uh, and I won't do the, the spoiler until we do the spoiler part yep. about one of the casts as well. So uh, how we look at the supporting cast? For me, I was disappointed because Bobby. Uh, Cannavale is an incredible yes. actor, amazing actor, intense, raw, great range, uh, charismatic as all hell. He's done some incredible work in like Boardwalk Empire, uh, Night Listener, he's great in, which is a Robin Williams film. Um, <coughs> uh, really great work, but he's, as always, the limitations of cinema are kind of showing when some of these incredible actors, all they can get is the role that would be like the baddie yeah. and as opposed to the original Van Pelt played by uh, Jonathan Hyde uh, yeah. it, it, they don't really compare Hyde does so much with the little he is given um, whereas he's yeah, there's little given to Van Pelt here, and, and Bobby doesn't do much. Yeah, yeah, he isn't in it much, but there were, I think there was opportunity. And when they said he was called Van Pelt, I was like, oh, here we go, awesome! Like it's going to be another Van Pelt, but it was completely different. And you're right, like he was, yeah, um, the guy who played Van Pelt in the original, like you said, did so much with so little, and this was just a little bit like. I was yeah. really that scared of him. But yeah. He's got like five minutes of screen That's time That's what I mean, well, but you can still... Which is the you thing. can make it work. Which yeah. I kind of like, though, because with a video game, and this is one of my technical issues with the film, the you boss. 
do kind of see the villains planning out what they're going to do. And we've gone, this is a video game. The game is rendering as the characters get towards the goal. Why Why are we seeing and, this? It's not a cutscene because they have no idea what's coming. And no the, real boss the, level either. That was a bit weird. There's yeah. No boss, level. Um, yeah. boss level. That's true. That's, that's, that, mm. that is true. But yeah, I think a, a lot of it, it's probably just the length of the film kind of thing. Also, it, it is a video game from the 90s and villains were... I guess it's the not world that is their enemy in it, mm. not... It's, just, yeah. it, it's oh, like a case of, yeah. yeah the game is the, the game, but still, would have been cool if there had been a boss fight scene. I mean, because he's... there were so many cool things, like I loved all the rats. Oh, yeah. wait, is that a spoiler? Rats and scorpions? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like, the whole no. idea Spoilers of yeah, You know, and, and, um, and in so many, like, old video games, like, the boss will transform into a, into a <laughs> weird, like, so get cool. giant claws, awesome. scorpion claws, or something like that. It could have been... Because he has his little moment towards the end, but it's not that bigger. Yeah, it was more computer game light. It was more of a... It was a... It was... It was the function to get you to the character. Yeah, it wasn't so much, uh, this is a tribute to 90s video games. It's more of a, let's use that as the trope to get us into the I guess so that it was just a bit like, we were told that he has this power, but we didn't really get to see it. No. He had a power? Yeah, he could control all the animals. Oh, yeah. So in that sense, like he yeah, was controlling the hippos and the so that's why and the vulture, the jaguars. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because that that's was why when I was you... like, "Is he going to send the animals after them?" That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. And then uh, there would have been an awesome boss level if he had just controlled all the animals and like that would have been great. Them, that would have been cool. I thought yeah. we were going to have like another stampede moment. Like I know that there were you know stampedes and stuff, but that's I thought it was going to yeah. be an epic like animals, mm. not just jaguars. At the Instead, end. it was yeah. a, a bit of a like there were lots of NFL play, you know, which is very Far Cry. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought there'd be a bit more animal mm. stuff. Mm. Uh, Maybe the levels it was... were meant to get harder, and they didn't kind of get. That's yeah. true. It was very yeah. light. Again, it was just a case oh, of yeah. Sure. yeah. Let's just get now to let's, it, let's it get to the was, characters. It was more comedy focused, yeah, um, rather than story. At all. Oh, using the tropes yeah. of it. So you had like Reese Darby as the. <laughs> yes, now Reese Darby was amazing. <laughs> the information. I'm always a bit. I, I used. I, to, I enjoyed Reese Darby to begin with, but now he takes me out of anything he does. He took me out of Hunt for the Wilder People. people. He kind of took no. Me I thought it was terrible yeah. in that. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. over the top. Uh, there was just enough of him in it, so it wasn't right. too, uh, he was too distracting. Um, and Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, who was apparently used to be a thing. <laughs> Did, I didn't recognise him at the start in the prologue. I don't I think that was him. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly a 40-year-old man, so I don't because know. Because what Jonas happened brothers. was when we found when they came across his character um, and he took off whatever it was, I think he had a mask or something on, or something, he turned around, and about three rows back we heard, <gasps> and Rob's like, who is that? And I was like, I think it's a Jonas brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really funny. Uh, he was good. Yeah, yeah, he's, like he plays the helicopter pilot, and he does very well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about him a bit later. Uh, what? Yeah, what did you think of how all the NPCs are kind of portrayed, and that they're quite glitchy? They ignore you and everything, unless you ask the right question. <laughs> ask the right question. Yeah, for for me again, it was just like you know, it wasn't the the point of it wasn't to be a computer exactly game, like a, yeah. computer game yeah, yeah. A, a reference to computer games who just used it as a way to get to the character so those little gags I was okay with the main yeah. thing was just developing you know, each character getting to their to their own goal so yeah. when you get to the end of it they all yeah, have learnt something and they've all I, evolved I enjoyed the little um, like finding out their weaknesses and their strengths but I was let down and you can cut this out if it's a spoiler I wanted to see some actual dance fighting because that's a thing 
Yeah, I, was like, I know, because in Bob's Burgers, yeah. Tina like does dance fighting, dance fighting. classes. Legit. Yeah. And Whereas was this was like so fighting with dance. Yeah. So she flipped it, and that makes sense. But It was fighting I with want... music as opposed mm. to dance. But like she fought by doing a sex dance. Like yeah. That was her way of yeah. like getting them involved and then fought them. I wanted some actual fly dancing. Yeah, that actually brings me on to another thing as to why I really like Karen Gillan's performance. I'd never noticed that she actually does a lot of her own kind of fighting oh, choreography she? and stuff because in Doctor Who she's very grounded <laughs> um, in Guardians she has a lot of action but I always kind of thought it was like a double but in this it seems like she did a lot of her own stuff cool. and, which is great I didn't know that she was that good no she's good she's, uh, yeah, she throws herself in and, uh, and matches um, goes up as sort of like the physical equal of um, The Rock which is yeah. no mean feat for you know, a superstar that is The Rock to be on even playing ground with uh, mm. someone who's got more of a cult following in her first big role was yeah. was excellent. Going with like the strengths and weaknesses as well. Like they showed you their strengths and weaknesses, and you knew you were going to see each of those things. Yeah, in that yeah, film. yeah, yeah. You were going to see them do something cool. So like you're like, well, his that motorbike is coming towards her. She's a killer of men. Come on, she's going to do something. She yeah. killed the men. Um, and then like even some of the funnier weaknesses, including Kevin Hart's character. Um, <laughs> like you just knew that they were going to be referenced, and that was like. Mm. that felt like a good like ticking the boxes yeah and that's what I like about ensemble films I like about heist movies I like about you know what the original Mission Impossible TV series and the later movies were about each of you have your special skills and you need to work as a team Mm. so um so the point that you know, sure, The Rock and Karen Gillan could kick ass and all that type of stuff, but you know, Jack only Black's character the is the only one who could read the map. Yeah, I like that. And the defanging. And so, like the zoology of Kevin Hart's character, he knew, and he could control some of the animals as well, which was quite important. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, all, all of them had an important role to play, mm. and they all you know got to work together, which yeah. was good. What so. about the animals in general? Because they are a massive part of the first film. Hmm. They're a character in their own right in the first one, whereas I don't really feel like they were utilised very well in this. Again, I it is more, more comedy-focused, f- but... Yeah, but the fact that it, the fan pelt had the power to control animals, I wanted more animals wanted more being yeah. controlled. Yeah, it would have been cool. And if they were, like, a little bit more sentient or... I mean, because there was just the, bir- the bird that, like, That's followed right, them. The, the that right. was a bit, you know, oh, a creepy bird following you. <laughs> it's a bit done, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the spy, the bird's the spy. But Assassin's it could have been... Yeah. yeah, you know, it could have been, like... Uh, Having them come together as well. They were yeah. all very separate. You had your hippo, you had your rhinos, you had your elephant, you had That's your... That's the thing, they were all separate, but... Cheetahs, yeah. Not, like, jaguars. in the original where they all, you know... There was that yeah. big stampede moment. Mm. Mm. I just love a stampede. What do you think about The Rock not having any weaknesses? <laughs> I, mean, I know that's funny in itself, but um, it's kind of like I don't know. It would have been cool There's if no there was one in the game that has a, that doesn't have a weakness. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And is that I don't know what? Yeah. What did you think? Would have been cool if you had a really dumb one. You know. Yeah, what, the, like a really dumb one would have been fun. I think I think the, this is me getting a bit metaphysical, a bit more deeper. So like the the weakness of the Rock's character was actually Sheldon within their with his own doubts and own yeah right okay. not being able to accept completely who he is and dealing with all that type of stuff that held him back from doing a lot of things yeah so I so found that he had that enough of his own weaknesses yeah. to battle already kind of thing exactly he was yeah. battling with like that like internal more mm. than any of the other characters really um, he was you know embraced with the perfect physique and persona that he wanted to be and so that was him coming to terms with that I found the weakness of that character that he had to explore that mm. maybe that's just me going way too meta no that's <laughs> totally true but <laughs> Yeah. When are we going to talk about spoilers? Let's do spoilers. Oh, well, should we rate it then spoilers? Sure. Or spoilers and rate? Because, you know, if you haven't seen it, you're going to miss out on the rating. 
Now do it now. Okay. You're leading the episode. Okay. Oh, well, thank you very much. Okay. So what what do you rate it? With You've been given our rating system. You know. Just run the rating system. I, I do, but I just want to make sure I get this right. Just okay. run it past me. So we have two thumbs down. That's mm-hmm. our lowest point. Mm-hmm. Then we have one thumb down. Mm-hmm. Then we have schmear. Mm-hmm. And there's two versions of schmear. There's schmear or schmear. So there's a positive schmear and a negative schmear. Cool, cool. Then we go to one thumb up. Yeah. And then two thumbs up is our top one. So, and explaining it to you Ooh. in such a straight face type of way is really good. <laughs> that was very good. Um, oh, look, I mean, I think two thumbs up. Just because I really, I feel like I've seen a lot of really bad movies lately yeah. um, and yeah. been really dissatisfied. And I just, I did find it very satisfying. I also really liked the way that they there were moments, cheesy moments, but yep. they didn't dwell on them, which I was very grateful for, yeah. because mm. that would have really killed it for me. Um, and I was kind of like tensing up every time there was kind of, you know, one of those corny like learning a lesson or overcoming, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you know, overcoming like, your fear. Are you fears. quoting our principle? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 but they they always broke the ice. Um so yeah, one to two thumbs up, Ooh, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, we'll allow the guests to have a, a half. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll see what you guys say, and then that will help <laughs> I'm very influenced by the people. Jen, Jen, what do you? Uh, one thumb up. One thumb up. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll go one thumb up as well. Yeah, me too. Which kind of feels weird, seeing as I gave Coco a Shamir, and Coco's yeah, probably better made, but no, nah, Jemaiti's better than Coco. Wow. I really struggle to do two thumbs up because two thumbs up for me is Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. that's the top. Okay, so maybe I'm going to do one because, like, yeah, oh, I, I wasn't sure whether there was then, like, you know, like, high five. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Two thumbs up together. To, to, yeah, like, the thumbs kiss or have a, like, thumb wrestle, <laughs> thumb wrestle. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumb war that leads into a kiss. And yeah, go, oh, my yeah, God, yeah. we really exactly. love each other. It's like, yeah. <laughs> all right, one thumb up. Cool. All right. Have we ever given? Like, have we ever all given something two thumbs? Oh yeah, we yeah, tried with Stranger Things too. Yeah, we'll give I got all two thumbs up. thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So spoilers. spoilers. Let's go into it. Let's go into it. Yes. Yeah, so the intro, as you were yeah. saying, uh, with Nick Jonas's character. Yeah. I love that so much because you saw the game itself. Go. Hmm. Yeah, and then he was okay. like, "No one plays games anymore." Yeah, and like it was you, could hear cheesy. It. you could hear the game's internal monologue from the like. It's quiet, being like. Hmm, this is different. He won't want to play me. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I like the drum beat being, being <laughs> good his, if like, did yeah. variations binary language? Like, that would have been hilarious. What other things do you find? He's like turning into different things, like Atari <laughs> or maybe like, yeah. Jumanji the porn magazine. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's three. <laughs> so seeing that that um, yeah, we did have a question of like they found it on the beach, like it ended up on the beach in the second mm. in the first one. But they spoke French. Yes, the first one. There's two. So it must have washed out. It must have washed out again. And yeah, come back in America. I want to see that one. I want to see the two French girls go into get ready. La Jomanji. <laughs> La Jomanji. Um, yeah, I love that because it kind of tied in with the first one. Yeah. And, Enough. like, that's really the only time it dwelled on the first one. Like, like there was an, another moment where they mentioned the first yep. film. But aside from that, it was completely standalone, aside from the opening. And as you said, remember, the, the moment the beat, the moment the drums started, you were just yeah. like... Yeah. I was, like, taken right Shit. back. Yeah. yeah, they've been pushing hardcore in the press junket. They've been going, oh, no, this is a big tribute to Robin Williams. This is a massive tribute to him. There's so really? much along the way. Yeah, it's been really odd. It's been almost a little bit too... And there was false about they've been pushing hard. And it wasn't. There was one reference, and it was beautiful. And that's all you needed. Like so, so uh, the scene where they finally come across Nick Jonas's character, he's got um, uh, his own hideout, which wasn't actually his. It was Alan Parrish's, and so you see Alan Parrish was here. And he goes, "I this you know this is Alan Parrish's house, and we're just visiting," which I think is actually a beautiful Mm. tribute. Going, this is almost 
Robin Williams's franchise, and we're, we're all just, just here, yeah. just mm-hmm. visiting, which was kind of cool. Um, but then they all have margaritas <laughs> yeah. for no apparent reason. They just have a break. Let's have jungle margaritas. That was the thing I, I did find, like, con- the thing that did confuse me, and I know that they're meant to be separate. Like, this is the thing. Are they standalone or are they, you know, are they completely separate or not? Because his ha- house is there, but then there's mar- a margarita machine. <laughs> but, you know, in the original, he's so traumatised. Like, yeah. his character's just, like... He hasn't been living it up. He's not been living it up at all. His life has been hell. And then they go to his house and it's like, yay, Margarita. Also, (laughs) I get that time works differently and he's been there 20 years, but he only feels like weeks. But, like, if that's the case, why is Van Pelt not still there? Yeah. Like okay. I get the Van Pelt. Maybe it, maybe this new Van Pelt is his grandson or something. Or the Van or the Van Pelt has been redone. For oh, the computer for the video game. game. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that makes sense. Because I was like, maybe the never the maybe he'll be the boss. And the for, but I think as soon as it change, changes into a computer game, it's changed the whole completely. format. Kept the names and things, but for some reason, some it's kept Alan Parrish's yeah. Yeah. house. Mm. Yeah, with Margaret. With Margaret. Maybe that's oh, right. So that's I think Margaret is something Nick Jonas's character brings in. I don't think that's an Alice Parrish thing. <laughs> no, no, but like that's the update. That's his the upgrade. <laughs> you know, when, when the it comes to the video yeah. game, Margarita's uh, part of the. It's yeah. a new special feature. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They also kind of established that there were other people in this world, whereas with the yeah. original, you kind of get the feeling that it's just him and Van Pelt are the other humans. Yeah, it did make me wonder when I saw the the game adapting. What is the game's? What does it want? Mm, like, it obviously wants people to play it. So you think, okay, just one person. But then toward the end when you find out that the only way to win is that you've got everybody, mm. it's the idea that it wants it wants you to play as a group. Yeah. Like, what does it want? Does it, does it want sacrifices? Does it want you to die? Does it just want you to play? Like, what does the game yeah. want? Because that's the villain. That is the villain of the... But it seems like it wants you to finish. It does want yeah. you to finish. Because when you do finish, everything goes great. Like, the ending mm. of the original one... Everything's perfect. Not only, and it lets you remember. So Alan mm. and um, doesn't let the kids remember. Uh, no, because yeah, because we're flat. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back, we'll in, go time. back in time. So, um, so those those two remember, so they can even help the next lot. The next the lot. Future. So that you know mm. that that yeah. um, uh, Alan and um, I can't even remember uh, Roxanne's Sarah. Um, uh, Sarah, they could save um, sure. the parents. By, yeah. by going, yeah, so no, you have to go good? to work. You can't go on a holiday. You have to work. And they go, I think oh, maybe okay. Jumanji's just lonely. Just wants yeah. people to play it. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Just wants people I've always wondered, I've just mm. always wondered what. It's like the, oh, okay. the movie, The Ring. So, what is its point? So maybe Jumanji is the good board game and then Zathura is the evil one because Zathura very much wants to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still need to watch um, it. Uh, that's the space version. The space one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Because they're written by the same author. They so are. maybe there's, there's, there's going to be a crossover where it's Jumanji maybe. versus... But yeah, I just had that moment of like, it's yeah. going to all this effort to adapt to the new world. Yeah. Like, what does it yeah. want? Okay. Um, so moments I really loved yep. and really showed up the whole <laughs> playing against type was the moment where uh, um, The Rock's character and Karen Gillan's character are talking. It's Sheldon and... Um, I can't remember her name... Uh, the little nerdy girl is Martha. R- oh, yes. Um, uh, they, they, <laughs> your mother's name is Martha. <laughs> My mother's name is Martha. Um, they start to go and go for their first ever kiss as their CGI characters, <laughs> and, it and it's the disgusting. worst kiss ever. Mm. They've never kissed before, and that's beautiful. You're there, all the people. They go, we want to see the rocking Karen Gillan kiss. kiss. Yeah. We want to see sexy, sexy. Oh my god, that's so bad. So, but then when you go back to reality, they have this kiss like. 
they've had one bad kiss and automatically they know how to kiss like movie stars with the camera going around yeah. and stuff like that and he's like grabs the face thing which I go that's a pro that's a pro kiss that's what only he's been practicing do. on his arm since he got home <laughs> thanks for sharing that's a good idea I've gone too far in your elbow it. nook in your elbow nook. That's where you practice kissing. Have you ever seen Robin Williams, what he does with the elbow nook? No, I don't okay, think I want no, to. No, no, no. Um, that was a good, yeah, that was a cool moment. So that yeah, was a hilarious moment against time, and then that kiss was so, so bad. And uh, the cameo <laughs> that I will talk about now is right at the end, uh, we find out that um, uh, Nick Jonas's character, you know, when he goes back to 1996 and he grows up, they finally come across him because Freak House is now all lovely and wonderful mm. and uh, the creepy old man, Tim Mathis, is actually nice and lovely. And you find out that uh, Nick Jonas's character has grown up and become Colin Hanks. Yeah. Yes. I was like, he looks like Tom Hanks. And Rob goes, it's because it's Colin Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pick that up. And that was a great moment, a great moment, and you actually see uh, Brittany's character, um, uh, the the Valley Girl, Bethany, 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 Bethany. Um, this is the moment Tan cried. That's the moment yeah, when he was... said, "This is my daughter. I named her Bethany." Yeah, after the and she's got this one tear, and I look over and Tan's just glasses up, wiping her eyes, and I was like, that's but, sweet. "And the line that made it goes, this is the girl that saved my life.' That saved after my life. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Life. I was like, oh, that's nice.' And it was yeah. great to see that evolution, so that they're all, you know. I didn't want to see Fridge and Bethany get together. I like how they were just mates yeah. hanging out, especially because you had Sheldon and Martha get together. Yeah, I love how they all they all hang out at the end, and she's trying to convince her really vacuous friend to go camping. Yeah, she's going mm, what? Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be okay if she goes, well, if you don't want to do this, I've got my new friends now. Yeah, and so the four of them. Yeah. I also like that, um, as I'm sure Bethany expected to come back to the real world and have Nick Jonas's character be the same age yeah. and it will be good and then it was that kind of like the letdown of him actually now having a family and him having to have waited the 26 years um, but then but the, the, the payoff being that the payoff for her going actually she felt good about the fact that you know he remembers family her now. yeah and he remembers yeah and she is a part of his life in this more in many ways more rewarding way yep. that you know he respects and admires her as opposed to just seeing her as you know instead of him looks. coming back and instead of him coming back as that age to a world where his father is broken and their family is broken and it's like mm. Jumanji's nice it gives you another second <laughs> chance. chance it rewards you for winning so yeah that was um they were, they were the they were the apparently spoilery moments that I wanted to uh, to talk about yeah. um, I loved the I think is another character the backpack. <laughs> this like con- con- constant reference to this backpack which we only saw it carrying a boomerang and uh, the jewel and then a knife and the knife that never came back but it looked so full <laughs> I wanted to see what else was in there it would have been cool if like in video games you know how it pops up <laughs> yeah. the like, that selectable cool. that because if good. that happened with their strengths and weaknesses yeah. it would have been cool if they pushed something else and it popped the up and they could up. like scroll through weapons cool, and yeah. stuff like that that could have been like, I a just little lo- I just love that this backpack was big yeah, yeah. <laughs> backpack power I'm backpack man. Yeah. yeah just like I'm the backpack man backpack power had a knife can you pop it in my backpack? Like, <laughs> mm. I need the backpack. <laughs> I think if you look up how many times they said backpack in that film. Yeah. There were a lot of moments that felt kind of improv to me as well with Jack yeah. Black. Yeah. Um, more specifically, the dick jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> which. That was really funny. funny. You liked? Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah liked. That was really well done. Because that that I would fun. be like that. <laughs> yeah. If I suddenly had a dick, I'd be like, 
uh, I don't know what to do. Great line. Hey, Martha, come here and look at my penis. And it's just it's done in such a beautiful way. As you've got a middle-aged man telling a woman to come have a girl, a teenage girl to come over and look at his penis. But no, no, no. I, you didn't believe, You didn't yeah, yeah, see yeah. that at all. You just saw a girl going, yeah. oh my God, this is amazing. Just come have a look at it. It's Great. got we coming out of it. <laughs> Did we ever find out why... It's so much easier to aim. Sheldon had a thing about aiming. So I thought that was going to come back later as like an True. embarrassing thing that had happened, and that maybe that's why him and Fridge weren't friends anymore or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. See, that's something because there were a lot of jokes that they kind of set up but didn't, didn't deliver on, and I think it could have been just improv. Okay. Because like we know, I the whole cast, maybe aside from Karen Gillan, are really, really good at improv. Yeah. And um, Karen's done a bit of improv when I when I interviewed oh, yeah. her, she likes doing that type. Because she had that sketch show for a while as well. But she did. Improv. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, this idea because they but, said it a few times. He's like, "Don't forget to aim. Don't forget to aim. What's with you in aiming?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And I was like, "Yeah, they're going to find out later." Okay, interesting. Maybe anyway, post show sequence. Like maybe later he had to go and do something and had really terrible aim. Yeah. We'd be like, "Ah, oh, there you go." Yeah. But that was a really good yeah. moment. That was actually really well done and very yeah. funny. I thought that was funny. Yes, that was that. So it wasn't a boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Just when you said that, I was like, the boomerang, bad day. I don't know. And Jack yeah, Black, not- Black's final line, looking down at his penis <laughs> and doing a very Jack Black line by a gang leader dude. Oh, was he saying <laughs> goodbye to his penis? Was I thought he was just penis. saying goodbye to his body. No, no saying goodbye to his penis. Didn't, didn't get that. Yeah. No, oh, I'm so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just being like, leader dude, like uh, to himself. Well, say yeah. goodbye to Mr. Happy. And the weird thing that they were in a video game, they had to do Wheeze. Like I was like, that's true. I thought he was gonna be like, I have to go to the bathroom, and they were gonna be like, no, you don't. It's a video game. Yeah, that's true. Another thing I would have liked is, um, yeah, because like with the video game world, we know that time moves quite quickly, Um, and we don't really see night time aside from the ending of the film. It would have been cool to kind of see just like just time go really really quickly, like a quick montage of them like walking through the jungle, and it's just like day night day Day, night. night, That's so true. Yeah, and so and uh, we haven't talked much about it. yeah. But Dick Jonas did really well as someone who isn't a trained actor and hasn't had much experience with acting and stuff like that to come in with four superstars and actually match wits with them quite well and was yeah. held up quite well with his comedy and also dealing with the fact with his realization that his character has been trapped here for twenty years. That was beautiful. That was a yeah. really, really. But I was also like, one. tell him after, tell him after you've escaped. Why are you escaped. telling now? Because yeah. he's not going to be able to fly the fucking plane now. Because he's going to doubt himself. Yeah, and his work <laughs> with a Jack Black as well, really believable in the mm. sense of Jack Black playing Bethany, actually quite attracted to him, but not playing it up. So that whole case of identity and sexual identity isn't really pushed in any ridiculous way. It's not, it's a case of just finding that, yeah, that common ground was really, really cool. So I like that. Yeah. I like the length as well, the pace. Length was good. Um, as we mentioned last week with Coco, that was a... Uh, a 100 minute long episode that for me felt like it was about two hours and a half <laughs> whereas this is a full two hour film that kind of feels like like 90 minutes it's yeah. quite brisk it's quite fast yeah they power along they don't you know, really good. no fluffing around which was really mm. really good no so okay well that is all our talk on Jumanji any other little points you need to bring up about it and that brings us to an end of the episode. Well done, guys. This has been a, an epic one. It's been absolutely amazing been having you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Is there anything you want to plug? And Please links, plug. Any yeah, plug, plug, plug time. Oh, plug time. Uh, so the Cult Kiss live show is finally happening. We've existed for over a year now, but we haven't been playing any live shows. So um, it's just about to be announced, I think. We'll be doing um, By the Meadow in April cool. nice. and we'll start booking um, some shows around that too so yeah 
uh, that's about it. And we're, we're putting a, another track out in the next few weeks, just a fun rework. And where can people um, find you online? So we're on, you know, Spotify, all 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 the things, all um, the YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, Triple J Unearthed. Uh, so yeah, it's K U L T. K-Y-S-S. We decided to spell it in a funny, (laughs) semi-impractical way. Um, Um, But, yeah, and that's it. And, you know, got more music coming out this year, but you can all stay tuned. It'll Mm. just keep happening. Yeah. Mm. And you've got some great collabs as well, like your mum with with Benson and Lucy and Blumpkamp and stuff that people should definitely check out because they're amazing songs. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming along and sharing Um, your nerdy expertise with us. Yeah. I love it. I feel very at home here. It's good to have another um, Jumanji expert. This seems to be, yeah. We just had had a couple of moments... where we, I said something and it was an agreeing nod, like, like your, um, the, really enthusiastic. Hook, Hook yeah. and Jumanji Hook. being like the two oh. movies that you kind of just watched in like just one day, one one day yeah. the next. All the time, yeah. it's crazy looking yeah. back, realizing yeah. how many times I saw these, you know, movies. And they aged well. Like, I watched Jumanji again on Christmas Day, and I was like, this is still held up. It's yeah. the last. Rob, Robin Williams did a lot of films in that '90s era of you know the yeah. child, the man child, the man child. So Hook mm. is that, Jumanji's that, mm. and that's the last oh, successful yeah, one he did. After that, he did Jack, which was a disaster. But that's the I last great. Jack when he did that whole man-child era. I really that was his most Beautiful. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yes, uh, coming up, uh, we've got many things we can be talking about. We might be talking yeah. about The Darkest Hour. We might Maybe. be talking about Marvel's Runaways. Um, we should probably do an episode on The Room and The Disaster, Disaster Artist because we've all three seen that now. Yeah. Maybe. You've got to review uh, Phantom Thread at some point. Yes. I saw it a couple months before it gets released and, they had, and they've asked me to hold back on the review until Feb. But... Eventually, I'll be able to talk about Phantom Thread, which I'm looking forward to. And also, uh, Shape of Water. Um, we have to Guillermo see that. Del Toro's uh, new film. It's finally coming out here. So, um, there's a lot of things to uh, to review, and we'll be talking very lately. But what did you think, people there listening in your ears? Uh, <laughs> send us what you uh, would like us to talk about. Go to feedback.nerdout at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. Uh, what did you think about Jumanji? Um, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. What would you like us to talk about? Go to Facebook. Links are in the description. Uh, just anything at all you want us to talk about, get involved in the conversation, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen. We'd love to have you there. Um, it's been a great time. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Look after yourselves. And uh, out there listening, remember, until the next time we see you, don't forget to nerd out. You were just listening to Nerd Out, episode 21. Featuring Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears, Sandra Felcher, with special guest Ramaran. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. This has been an improbable podcast production. The views expressed are those of the speaker and don't necessarily reflect those of the other speakers or the network. The opening and closing music of this show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discussed was intended. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. We got fun and games. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Uh, our next bit of news has just been shot down. Um, there was a rumour going around that Affleck was going to take over as the boss of DC, but what? That's, what? that's gone. <laughs> How did anyone gone. ever believe that for us? <laughs> yeah. uh, so finally... You did such a good job as yeah, Batman, I think I clicked please. on the link and, like, it was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it'd be removed. It might it might have been fake news, but I saw it and went, this has to go on the episode. <laughs> um, Send us what you uh, would like us to talk about. Go to Feed Out. Uh, feed, feed Out? Feed Out. At, at, ner- at Nerdback. I will review food. If you want me to review food, I will consume food. Feed Out at Nerdback. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Check. Check. Oh, check. That's, I kind of hear myself. Oh, not, why is something on cue? Check. That's still only one ear. Ah, whatever, who cares. Check. Check, mine's good. Uh, we'll go with yours, Jim. Check, check. Hello, good morning. Hello, hello. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's good. And then that one. Oh, what am I talking about today? I'll oh, we'll go with Rob first. Check, check, check. Check, one, two. That's Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Perfect. Oh! <laughs> Oh, cool. So you can see yourself through there. How's that? How's that level? Maybe. Um, do you want me to come a bit closer? That's fine. I'm going to compress it anyway. So okay, sweet. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's cool.